All right. Hey. So uh, this is Mass Session 20. Wow. I think this is, yeah. 21. Right. Or is this 20? 21, maybe. Oh, 21? Because I remember the last time we made the joke about double X. Oh, really? Oh, well, either way. I'll fix it later in post. It's either 20 or 21. Who gives a shit? It's way too many. Uh, so somebody give me what the hell happened last time. We got to Egypt. Yes, we, we got to Egypt. We visited some shops. Man, I'd have to look at the notes to tell you the name of the shop we actually visited. It is, it is 20, by the way, just for the record. Okay. Uh, we went to the shop of Faraz Najir and um, got directed towards um, Warren Vassat, who was Carlisle's agent, and to um, the priest of the Brotherhood named Omar Shakti, who lives in a or who owns a cotton plantation north of Cairo. There's another expedition in Egypt. It's the Clive expedition, and they have stolen a mummy, and are looking for something in the mosque of Ibn Talul. Oh, well, we go back to the. Uh, we've we've been robbed of everything. Our notebooks are gone. Any weapons that we left behind. So we check out and head over to a cheaper hotel. And Tristan's editing this as I speak. <laughs> uh, He's good about that. I, uh, Thea and I have, um, and Roddy have, are dressing like the natives now. Makes it a little bit easier for us to get around, and especially Thea. Um, yeah, still can't speak the language, but at least you look. No, that's all right. Well, now we just we've just gone native. That's all. And uh, I. Pretty sure, with the exception of finding out that a Atlak Nak is a huge spider with a human face. Where did that come from? I don't remember that one. Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's from uh, oh. somewhere in England, but yeah. <laughs> no worries. I'm just going to put that in the junk. <laughs> All right, so. Um, you guys are in the hotel. You've uh, gotten a separate hotel now. You are in there. Um, I know last time you, somebody had mentioned that they wanted to go. Um, well, there's a number of different things we can go into at this point. We've got the Clive expedition. You've got Shakti, Sart. We already know about. Um, Shakti was the one who was the leader of leader of the local cult, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, they said he was a priest. We don't know if he's. Yeah, yeah, the, the priest. Well. Sorry, yeah, a priest. Yeah. So my suggestion but, um, that, I put, that I that I put forward at the end of the last session is that we used a mirror to kill him to to prove a point. Well, you remember you have to have met him at least once to use the mirror. Right. Doesn't someone have we to have. be on site? Well, no. He. You no. have to either know the place you're you're. You're scrying, or you mm -hmm. have to have met the person you want to view. But we know that we know of the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you've the not been there, there, and you've not met him. So okay, so we and need to, somebody. No, somebody needs to lay eyes on him, basically. Well, you have to meet him, and not only that, the person who meets him has to operate the mirror. And right now, I don't think anybody knows how, quote unquote, to actually operate. <laughs> 
But when you say yeah, me, we've got instructions from Woodward, but that's about it. Yeah, when you say me, Tirma, if you mean shake hands or they just see him up pretty close. I mean, you have to have met him, literally met him. Uh, but that's uh, oh, or a touch or some such. So we're talking about standing in the same room. Yeah. I mean, as long as you can recall that person enough. Let me read the thing, okay? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this is going to get. I can already this tell. Is a, yeah, this is a, a matter of. How can we game points. this magic room? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we could use this to our advantage somehow. But yeah, um, broadly, I agree. I want this guy dead because he is responsible for a whole lot of stuff. He probably took our stuff. Yeah, and my fingers. If not him personally, yeah. If not him personally, then at least in delegation. Yeah, exactly. So he's mm -hmm. responsible, and we got to show them what happens when they when they mess with us. So mm -hmm. they back off. Okay, so here, I'm just going to read it because we've already gone over this and theoretically Woodbridge has left detailed instructions. So it says, as a scrying device, you use the, whatever, Oberon, whatever the fuck that is, to draw uh, one of those vials, right, to draw an inverted onk on the glass, which will then shimmer and become translucent. At the same time, you extract 1d3 magic points and one sand from the user. Whatever the user concentrates upon will while creating the inverted onk then appears in the glass, a particular person or thing, a place, a fish and chip stand, etc. If a place or thing from the mythos appears, the user and any other viewers are subject to applicable sanity. In regard to other planes of existence, the mirror has an unlimited range, but on Earth it has a range of 200 miles. The mirror of Gaul reveals only one locale, person, place, etc. per use. It holds the image in or viewing area for 1d20 plus 10 minutes or until the user removes concentration. A new or continued image requires a new onk and a new sacrifice of magic points. Uh, as a scrying device, the mirror only views one cannot hear, smell, touch, etc. through it. As a weapon, to attack with the mirror, the target must be made visible in the mirror. Then the black powder of Gibbashal Gall, whatever, is applied within the loop of the Ankh until no image is visible within it. At that instant, the target is beset by an intense fear. The user may sacrifice additional points of power to harm the target. The attack is resolved on a resistance table with a power versus power roll, but each point of power sacrificed by the attacker counts for 10 points on the resistance table. If the target is overcome, he receives 1d6 hit points and damage for every pow energizing the attack. The damage done appears on pathologist reports as heart strain. If the target fights off the attack with no damage is done, but the target feels a momentary brush of extreme terror. One application of the powder permits one attack. As many attacks as desired may be made so long as the attacker's pow holds out. The black powder is available and the image remains visible in the mirror. The black powder evaporates after each attack, whether or not successful, and each attack also costs both the user and the target 1d10 sand. Only one person at a time may use the mirror for an attack. While it is possible to attack mythostates with this mirror, such an attack is unlikely to succeed because of the vast amount of power required. So, I was wrong. You do not have to physically meet them, Excellent. but you do have to, uh, uh, you just have to concentrate upon the place. Yeah, that seems pricey, though, for, for my money, in terms yeah. of killing him. 
Well, I mean, we don't know that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, distilling that down into some sort of instructions from Woodward. Well, Woodward didn't know that, did he? No, Wood Woodward's got. Uh, well, let's look at Woodward's notes back from way back when. Do these crazy ass notes that we have. Okay. I believe Woodward made a mythos roll and re uh, realized what the mirror was. Um, it's on page. Uh, fuck, I don't know what page I'm on. Uh, Thirty-one. Um, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't really say. I think that's. I mean, I think you made a mythos roll. Well, later on, we used it as well. Yeah. Not at the same bit. But we did. We only used it to scry, not as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you have no idea. I mean, he does say it can be used as a weapon, but <clears throat> and to use the black powder, but you have no recollection of what it will cost you to do such. Yeah. yeah. And I would have even less. I mean, I would. I've the only, only person notes. here who would have had any idea that it was even possible. Well, the only person now would be Roddy. Yep. Although Thea was around at that point, I just don't remember. If... Thea went to the. Um, Thea knows it was yeah. possible because Thea was at the um, the warehouse. Yeah. And the plan there was to kill him with the mirror if it, if stuff went right. Fair shape. So Thea and Roddy both would would have an idea of how this would go down. Well, like yeah. I said, we well, I think it's a good idea anyway. Um, Sounds like a volunteer. Well, I mean, I'm I have no experience with these sort of things, but uh, <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, much. the magician of the group is uh, is Roddy. So. At this point, how they just lose everything to? Here's my suggestion: you can totally do that if you want. Um, I have no idea how that's going to work or if it will work, but I have a rifle here, and we could always just shoot him. Do you have a rifle? Wasn't it stolen? Um, no, I wouldn't be able to bring the rifle on me. It's probably, if anything, checked into stuff, right, Murph? Because I couldn't keep a rifle in my hotel room in Egypt. Um, Plus, I could always buy a rifle. That's, the rifle is not the problem here. That's that's the easiest part of getting the rifle. I is mean, the easiest part of this whole. Buying process. a rifle would be sort of suspicious. We're we're. Well, the, I'm what if we go outside the city walls? We go hunting for for crocs or. No. Yeah. Buying a rifle, you'll have to make some credit check rolls because you're fairly new in town and don't know anybody. But on top of that, your your rifle is gone. Okay. Cool. So, well, yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's what you'll have to do, or that, or some fast talk, or something of that nature to to get. Yeah. Um, and I imagine if we went to the edge of the city and were saying, "Oh, we're going to go out. We're worried about you know animals and stuff," it would become easier to get such a rifle. 
rather yeah. than standing in the you suburbs could, next to where we are. You could also find yourself another guide who might be able to help out some. That's true. Yes, with murder. <laughs> A murder guide. Let's find one of those. Murder guide. <laughs> murder guide. Yeah. All right, so going back to the bottom of this page, back to... Page. It's not to say we need to use the rifle, but... Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to get a rifle, we can go about trying to get a rifle. I, I'm just saying, this guy stole our stuff. I mean, you guys we, are... We... Well, you don't know who stole your yeah, stuff. Yeah, we don't know who stole well, it. Well, yeah. probably not him personally, but it, it's got to be him. Um, really? be convinced. I'm convinced this guy needs to die, right? I'm sold on this plan. I wonder I if it was my plan. I mean, do you have any? Do you have any alternatives? Is there any way to 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 get to, to get rid of this cult thing to make them normal people? Otherwise, I I I would say they're lost. They're lost. I mean, this is just a a shot in the dark. I mean, instead of trying to kill Shakti right now, you could like I don't know. Go talk to Besad. Other people. <laughs> that, to me, that's. I, I thought of leaning in that direction as well. Well, let's, I mean, the thing is, the strong... first, let's go find out about the Clive expedition. Wait a minute. If we do that, these cultists will think that they can just walk around and break into our hotel rooms and steal our stuffs with impunity. If we, if we are to make a stand, make a statement towards them, this is the time. Yeah, sounds like a volunteer, but it never really is. It's well, somebody else. The doing other it. option is that you can just <laughs> use the mirror uh, just to view him oh. and just see what he's, you know, see what the deal is. I guess. How, Bob? How does your mark thing yeah. work? Can you use that remotely if you can see him? I do not believe the mark that the, the mark doesn't work and uh, only works in the dreamland. I believe. That's great. Also, just, just and that's only for identifying people that I can actually. I mean. In, if we met him, if I met him in the dreamland, I'd know instantly whether he's a servant of, uh, you know, the Dak one. But also, yeah. player knowledge here, but but the the uh, the uh, make uh, lose a PowerPoint and give to give one d twenty damage was up on touch. Right. Well, no, I could I, I could identify um, the servants of Nyarlathotep. Yeah. And I could also do damage with touch, but I didn't have to touch them to identify them. No, right? no, no, but to, to yeah, yeah, but to yeah. damage yeah. them. And then it we was actually that. more than twenty. It was pretty, pretty heavy damage I could lay on them. Some crazy shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but only in the dreamlands. If yeah. I go back to the dreamlands, I got my tattoos back. I'm in business. Cool. So, so no, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, using the mirror to view this guy is probably a good idea. Even I mean, even if we're using a rifle to take him out rather than the the powder. We can also try to confirm that he's behind the thefts. I mean, that would make him clearly, morally, uh, the target for us. We can't. We can't hear what he's saying. We can no, but maybe, maybe there's some contraband. Like, yeah, I guess maybe. I mean, it's a, a. There's always. I mean, if he is, think about it this way: if he is the priest guy for the Black Brotherhood here in Egypt, then most of these other tales or trails are going to lead back to him in some form or fashion. Eventually, yes. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? True. true, but this is the opportunity to 
to to make a stand against the uh, I mean to to make the cult fear us. I know. Here's the thing. They Roddy, with us. Yeah, but Roddy, with Roddy remembers what happened the last time we decided to go into a place and kick ass. Everybody <laughs> died. Everybody. So you know, let's let's Every, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went, and the guy that survived went back to New York. He'd had enough. <laughs> um, um, you guys, there's a note. About, there, well, there's a note. Yeah, there's a note there that says that the the bulletin's office is right across from our old right. hotel that was broken into. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I'll just go by and see if I could talk to them, see if anyone saw anyone that broke in there. Mm -hmm. Or lugging, lugging our stuff and weapons out. How yeah, about a compromise, Magnus? We just tracked out any given cultist and messed them up. And then Shakti will come to us. That could and work. Just like leave him on the streets or something. That could we work. We could easily do that. By the way, I mean, uh, Roddy, you have some underworld connections, don't you? Not um, in Egypt. <laughs> Back in New York, I do. Not okay. Egypt. Egypt. Well, I'm just another visitor like you. So that's not okay. The I was family. Otherwise, maybe like, there's like there's like a hitman or something here. Oh, I probably we could put a hit on him. No, that's that's. Uh, you don't speak the language and you don't have any contacts. That's yeah. what that's what Claus I might have is being ex foreign legion, I might know some soldiers of fortune like things. But that's basically me anyway. So if you need someone to do that job I can do it myself. Yeah. 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 Well okay, yeah, sure. I'll tell you what, while you guys argue it out, then Max is gonna do you wanna go to the bulletin across <laughs> yeah. the square? <laughs> yeah. That was the last we ever saw of him. <laughs> Turns out the bulletin is, a, is run by cultists. <laughs> it's a front. <laughs> All right, so uh, you make it over there. It's just a another storefront on the other side of the square, along with the European shops and stuff. It just happens to be located over there. Um, you get inside. It's a fairly small establishment on the front. There's a lot of activity in the back. You know, it's kind of split in half. Um, one guy stands out as being the obvious owner or something. He's a very well-dressed, European-styled Egyptian man um, who comes up to greet you rather uh, enthusiastically um, and introduces himself as Mr. Nigel Wassif. Nigel. W-A-S-S-I-F. Oh, yes. Hello, Mr. Wasif. Uh, Officer McDonough, just on holiday here uh, from England. Um, Very nice to meet you. I was staying... I, I'm well. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard, but I was staying in the hotel here uh, the other day. It was quite interesting. Uh, I think some some of the rooms were burglarized. Uh, oh, it's terrible. Was yeah. there any nobility in the hotel at the time? I, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. It sounded like it might be a good lead for your case, or, or for your, for your, for your paper. I wonder, if, I wonder if it'll affect the, uh, the ball that they're having in a couple of days. You know, if someone lost a dress, maybe. <laughs> oh, uh, what ball are they having? Oh, there's a, uh, there's a, um, um, a function for the uh, Clive expedition here in a few days, I believe. Oh. Interesting. 
Well, uh, I just uh, figured I'd stop by. I just noticed that you guys were right out in front of, uh, in direct you know, view of the hotel. I didn't know if maybe any of your people were had seen anything uh, the other night. Mm. Anything suspicious? Not really, but I'll be honest. We we mainly stick to the society pages. Oh, really? Very Anyone interesting I should be on the lookout for that's in town right now? Well, there is the Clive. The Clive party is in town. That's always somewhat uh, exciting, I guess. Um, you know, then your normal uh, European travelers here and there. Are there any interesting local figures about? Um, how do you mean local? I, I mean... Well... There's... Not really. <laughs> so they just do the society papers, but doesn't th can't think of anything. Well, <laughs> he sticks with uh, he sticks with the Europeans coming in and the out. The Europeans English speaking. It's an English speak or English written newspaper in in Cairo. So all he really okay. worried about is uh, you know uh, stuff. Stuff. Okay. Cool. Um. Awesome. Well, I will head back to meet up with the group with Still no quarreling. real additional information, except yeah. that the Clive Expedition is having a ball in the next couple days at the hotel where we were robbed. Yeah. Does Could Ozzy have any um, connections with the local police? They I usually probably run could by the, run by to the British. One. Well, but they're just completely separated. They might, they might be friendlier to me, but I don't think I would have any power. Okay. Yeah, they they might say hello and not ignore them completely, but that's not really <laughs> They wouldn't arrest me outright. Uh, there was another note in there about the um, the Egyptian museum. Um, just to remind you guys, I don't know. If right. Yeah. So there's the Egyptian Museum and there's this mosque are the other main ones that jump to mind for me. Right. But I mean, but, the Egyptian Museum—that's what we we really. That's where, if you were a cultist, that if you were a cultist, that's where you would hang out. Well, I'm actually leaning towards the mosque because that's the yeah, place we know is probably not cultists. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. I, I say investigate the mosque. That would be probably a good bet. And if it comes yeah. to that, we might think about trying to um, crash the formal ball that Clive's having, or get invited, one of the two. Mm -hmm. Although the last time you tried to crash a ball, we got pretty much another <laughs> total play. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> that would yeah. you, uh... Theo got eaten by the dogs, as I recall. Yes. Rather unfortunate incident, I believe. Yes, it was. It's still around. I mean, yep, the helmet foul, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but the thing about the mosque is we'd probably stand out like, I don't know, I mean... I don't suppose a lot of Westerners go visit the mosque, whereas the British Museum at least has some... Visitors. I, I believe this mosque is oh, a yeah. fairly important mosque. It's not like just the mosque on the corner. This is a historic mosque. 
Yeah, so therefore there's a lot of New Yorkers visiting it. Well, well it would probably be one of, like a landmark. Like there would be you would they would get tourists. I'm sure. Murph can tell us in a sec. I guess he's looking that up. But I would imagine if it's an important historic mosque, we can spin a story easily enough for why we're there. Yeah, because and then if nothing happens there, do then do you remember what he the, said about the museum's the mosque, easy right? enough to get into? Because hmm? I, I think your I think our notes might have been a little light on that subject. Do you remember what he wanted yeah. from the mosque? Or do the you remember the expedition has stolen a mummy and they're looking for something at the uh, the mosque of Ibn Tulum. They're looking for something that what? They're looking for something at that mosque. Right, okay. Maybe, just a thought here, but maybe we can use the Clive expedition as some sort of a bait. Unless they're cultists too. Stealing mummies, they're one of two things. They're either us, or right. they're opposite of us. Right? Yes. And they're probably opposite of us. Hmm. Yes, we're stealing mummies for good purposes. Exactly. That's right. Educational as long as it's so and there is the issue of how to how to make a stand. I agree. Here's my thinking. Let's rock up to the mosque. Hopefully, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and these guys can help us out. And or give us a cultist or a leader in a cultist, we can just go mess up. If we could turn up and like, hey, you have any problem with that brotherhood? And they're like, yeah, we do. We'll, we'll point us in the direction and we will solve your problem. Everyone wins. If they might have some information about the Clive expedition as well. Because mm. it says they remember Clive stolen a mummy, but now they're looking for something in this mosque. So the Clive expedition is probably yeah. poking around there too. Yeah. If we find what the climate, we don't know what they're looking for, but it's going to be reasonably obvious, I would think. Uh, if we find what they're looking for, then we have the power again. We can we can set a trap. We've got the bait. Right. Yeah. Sounds okay. like a well, good plan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm not sure this is the best plan. But let's let's go for it. Alrighty. We need to do something. And mine. if we happen to see one of the cultists, we could probably send a message about that cultist specifically. Yep. And as usual, I'm packing my Luger, but uh, relying more on my knives and my blackjack. Yeah, I'm I, I'm relying on you people to handle that, those yes. sort of. <laughs> I, I'm not 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 that uh, I'm not the person you would rely on when it comes to fisticuffs. Oh no, we're not looking to fisticuffs. Just something. You have a gun? No, no. gun, right? I have never. I, I've never fired one. You're Sidney Pruitt, right? No. Uh, I'm no, Bradley Gray, a lawyer. lawyer. Oh, that's right. That's oh, right. Lawyer. My best weapon is my legal skill. Ah, super. <laughs> serve, serve a uh, serve a writ. That ought to cover things. Right. Well, that now that you mention it. <laughs> Maybe we can tie up this cult in legal proceedings. Yeah, <laughs> take them to court. Can I, can I make a law roll on how to do that? Can we get them back to the U.S. so it will actually apply? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I would figure that I would have at least a percentage of my law skill in, like, in, yeah. because it's probably a common law system. Yeah, but you wouldn't have any standing to, to bring up. The U.S. has that ridiculous extradition law where you can knock people on the head and drag them back to the U.S. and charge them, right? So, and We've got time for that. Even regardless of, of the... Uh, of 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 my ridiculous question, do I have? I mean, does any do, do I have any skill in law whatsoever? I mean, or, yeah, yeah, you law? have skill in law, but it's American law. Yeah, but as, as, does that apply at all to Egyptian law? Not really. Probably, no. probably the same. I mean, there's I mean, generic things that are the same, but it's two things here: you don't speak the language, right. and yeah. you don't have a uh, the right to practice law in Egypt. Well, true, but I could <laughs> make up a scheme that involves a local lawyer as well. I mean, I will cross why, why go through all this shit? Uh, when, <laughs> we can do this, just go with what's here already. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, this requires much more thought on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make life difficult for you right now. Yeah, yeah. Even, even Tulum is, is more thought than I needed, uh, to be honest, because that's not actually a, a, a viable thing in here. It's referenced only twice, but, you know, we'll make it do. <laughs> All right, we can go there looking for the Clive expedition then. Yep. Clive Since they're looking right. for something in the mosque... We can look for them in the mosque. Yeah. Or the thing itself, which if they want it, is probably either good or bad. It's really, really good, or it's really, really bad. We can go there under the pretense of warning them that the Clive expedition is out for whatever they're looking for. We can swing by the I-Man, ask him if he knows what they're trying to find, and if he knows where they are, so that we can find them. And then we'll see what the Clive expedition has. All to the right. mosque. To the mosque. All right. So the mosque is about a half a mile west of the citadel of Saladin. It's uh, basically right south of Uzbekia Gardens, where you guys are. Um, in fact, you can see it. Uh, you can see the spires um, from where you are now, if you're high enough, at least. Um, probably the easiest way, though, for you to get there is to hire a car. So. Yeah. There's that. Um, well, yeah. Is that okay, or do you want to hire a car? You want to try and walk? If you walk, you're reliable to get. It's going to take you a little bit of time, and you're probably going to get lost. Um, so we, we could probably hire a, a hotel from the, the yeah. car from the hotel, right? They could call one for yeah. us. Yeah. 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 Let's just do that then. Okay. Magnus, you've got the money, right? Yeah, I mean, I have the money that I that I brought, and then we of course decided to sell these. We also have the money on the in the account for the we, idols. We, 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 I, I drew up some papers, I believe, last time for a trust. Uh, so we have a bit of money there as well. But yes, I have some cash. Yeah, it can't be too expensive. I mean, we're not talking yeah. a, you know, few shillings. I would assume. Yeah, we'll see. I believe I have like a hundred and a hundred and twenty-five uh, pounds in cash. Yeah, that's what I was looking for, Tristan. Thank you. Yeah. Tristan posted a link to the uh, cost yeah. sheet. The cost spreadsheet. 
But we we do have several thousand pounds, I believe. In, in yeah, we're not uh, hurting. We have uh, 800 pounds on hand, broadly. Not like cashy money in hand. But... What was the... Uh, what was the exchange rate for this? For the local it's all at the top there. Um, well, no, one US dollar is 64 current US dollars and um, $4 to the pound. But what about the local currency? I, well, a pound is the same as whatever they use in Egypt from memory. Uh, it was Yeah, the British pound and the Egyptian pound are interchangeable, but this is... Yeah. We're talking about the... Uh, I believe I had British pounds, at least, on my... On my person. What heathen pounds are these? <laughs> not not some sort of a, uh, a local pound. Why would I have that? So convenient having a lawyer along. My suggestion uh, for price was say the car costs as much well, as we're gonna say it's like uh, hotel. Nah, we're gonna we're gonna say it's just like um um blah, 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 yeah, it's gotta be change. No, wait, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I remember the Faris bribe was half of the money I had on me, so I have 25 pounds on me. So you say it was 10 shillings, right? Yeah, 10 shillings. Yeah. Okay, so you, you get there. Um, let's see. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, just a quick little thing, Ibn Tulun, uh You know, it's it's a fairly large mosque, um, but it's an old mosque. You can tell that just by it, even mosques that you've seen are more elaborate than this is. This looks like a you know, like a sandstone fortress, if nothing else. That'd be the easiest way to describe it with large walls and the spires and such. Um, Uh, do we see How anything that would indicate, uh, you know, anything that might be connected to the Clive expedition, yeah, or vehicle, no, no, no. or any people? You get there, and there's a uh, a large door where you walk in. Um, How well traveled am I? Can can I roll to know how to you're behave? You're from you're from New York. That's it. No, but I, I I'm still a man of the world. How? I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> that's that's why I'm wondering. Is there a role that I could roll? I mean, I could have read it in the New Yorker for all for all that. Just matter. be um, just be respectful and play by ear. I think is is the plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, would I know to take off my shoes or something like that? There'll be I a guy to tell us. Possibly. Do I know common courtesy phrases in in the local language? That's that sort of no, thing. No, you do not. No. Okay. But I think Claude I mean, would no reason to, to. Claude would have a better chance. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and I'm gonna limit him to extremely yeah. short Hello. amount. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Well, plus he'd know to take his shoes off before he went in a mosque and that sort of thing. He's been dealing with the uh, Muslim natives, and you know, he knows enough not to just go out of his way to piss them off. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's probably fair. All right, so you're outside of the mosque. Here you all are. 
Okay. Obviously, we left Thea somewhere else, right? We're not yeah. bringing yeah. the yeah. Yeah. into the middle of a mosque, right? She's getting a manicure. That's what would happen in that case. A manny petty. I think at that point you are the cultists, and just... <laughs> that'd be a great twist at the end of masks. Actually, right. no, it was all around the other way. Godin's <laughs> was evil, and the Lothotep was great. Um, so, yeah, so it's um, basically the walled courtyard is what you're looking into right now through this opening in the wall, and that's that's your outside of it. So, is there an um, obvious entrance? Yeah. So I'm trying to... Let's uh, let's enter them. Does it? We know people are looking for this stuff. Does it look like they're on guard or trying to protect no, it themselves? Looks like, not at all. It looks like a mosque. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, it, yeah, so it's one written. All right. Um, just walk in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, know. Anyone knows better. Okay, so uh, you walk inside. Um, after a few moments, some people start staring at you kind of oddly. Um, mm-hmm. um, that's really about it. There's a bunch of people walking around looking at the... Uh, you can see obvious foreigners. Make a spot hidden for me, anybody. Okay. Where is my little spot hidden thing? One. That could be... could possibly... No, yeah, that's a pass. Whoa, I failed. That's- a pass for me as well. I'm still waiting on uh, my old, but By half or more. Uh, most of you notice that they're staring at you, probably because you still have your damn shoes on. Do we, so we notice that they don't have shoes. Yeah, you do notice that they do not have shoes. I whisper to you, we should probably take off At about shoes. that time, a, uh, an older man comes up to you and um, is bows and says hello, or what you assume to be hello. Claude, you recognize it as hello. Yeah. And uh, and then kind of points at your shoes and waves his hand. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I beg you to take off our shoes. My shoes. I'm going to ask him if he speaks English. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, this guy does not speak English. Right. That's the extent of my Arabic. Parlez-vous français? Yeah. No. <laughs> he, uh, oh. You put your shoes down next to this giant rack of other shoes, and he kind of nods his head and bows a little bit and walks off. Okay. Do I know that it's called an imam? Um... You can do an idea check, and if you can do really well on it, that's about it. This, um, this shoe rack, though, is probably going to annoy you. What else is on the shoe rack? Is it a whole bunch of... Um, are there any other shoes that look European or yeah. similar yeah, sure. to ours? But there are some European tourists that you notice walking around the courtyard as okay. well. Yeah. Hmm. And he didn't uh, respond when Trist, if he speaks English. Negative. No. Yeah. Do negative. we see anybody that looks to be a, uh, a, a <laughs> more fancily dressed? Yeah. In the in the uh, in the uh, mosque. I mean, you see some Europeans who are obviously more fancily dressed, as far as you guys are concerned. Yeah, so get one of these European tourists and use them as a translator. I love it. All right. 
Yeah, that's the most scholarly one we can see. The one who looks like he's a visiting history professor or something. All right, so you walk up to Cody Liber and uh, he uh, he says, "Oh, hello. How are you?" Fantastic, Fine, fantastic walls, aren't these uh, engravings just unbelievable? Oh yes, yes. Bradley Gray, Esquire. I shake. Oh, well. I, shake I don't really like lawyers, but uh, you know, hey, we're on vacation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these are some pretty, pretty um, beautiful uh, drawings, I would say. But do you uh, do you know much about this place? Um, I uh, not mm, not really. Why? I mean, we just walked in. They said we had to come see it, so you know we're seeing it. The wife likes to see all the fancy sights. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. Um, well, uh, it's been nice talking to you. This is a lovely place. Yeah, yeah. Have a have a great day. Yeah. Ah, must be a bitch on cross-examination in a courtroom. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Did you commit the crime? Well, that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> he obviously is just a tourist. I mean, he doesn't know anything. That was the point. The whole point was to get a tourist so they could speak Arabic for us. What makes you think he speaks Arabic? Did, Did you ask know? him? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> 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 it's an implicit thing if he if it's spoken implicit. Arabic. Yeah. Good at all like, yes. Oh, by the way, I it, speak Arabic. It, it felt like he didn't speak Arabic. Exactly, so. exactly. If if, it, if he had spoken Arabic, I believe Murph Murph should have made it more clear through his acting. So, what are you guys going to do? You obviously don't speak the language, and you're kind of stuck out here. Uh, just wander around. Okay, I'm gonna find the old man again, okay. and I'm just gonna say, um, I'm gonna start pointing and say, "Do you speak English? Do you speak English?" English. <laughs> Without adding the motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> I. Uh, sorry, they don't. They don't understand. Uh, no, no, sorry. That's right. I said, well, why don't we maybe hire a guide or yeah. someone that could translate for us? Yeah. That might be a good yeah. plan. Maybe the driver knows Arabic. The driver's gone. Yeah, I was yeah he say, probably just dropped wait? us off from yeah, the hotel. He dropped you off what? Why wouldn't he stay? <laughs> this is a perfect example of Magnus's five-star world coming into a <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I paid for the trip over. You should wait. I'm a rich lawyer. I mean, yeah, I assumed we hired the car for... I paid for you. You're my slave now. Well, I mean, I assumed we hired the car for the day. For 10 shillings, it dropped you off like a taxi. I would have okay. thought 10 shillings is actually a fair chunk of change, really. Like a, a hotel room, a bad hotel room cost 6, 12 shillings. Sorry, 12 shillings. Okay. We can let's let's we have retroactively an change. It also says car hire per day here. <laughs> yeah, Next that's what I'm worried about, Murph. I'm worried about counting the shillings. I noticed. Um, so let's adjust that from ten shillings to mm -hmm. from point five pounds to point one pounds. How about that? Okay. Why didn't we just hire it for the day? Nice. Well, 
service we didn't think of it because we didn't ask to hire it for the day. I we thought it was implicit. Again, your five star issue is coming up in the real world. Uh, Wasn't this this from the five star hotel, though? No, No, we're in a shit hotel. Remember? It's a mid range hotel. It's not like a flea baggiest hotel we can find. Tristan, you better have gotten one hell of a place for us to stay in. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. I didn't pick you up. This isn't a five star room service, man. Can, can yeah, the Magnus is going to turn up that, and he'll just have, like, butler outfits for us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You mean we have to cook our own food and pour our own drinks? God. That's I'm why he a, wants to travel I'm around the country with you, Tristan. <laughs> That's right. So it's driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> driving Miss Daisy. going Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> Anyway, just so, pull over okay. here, please. <laughs> you mean you don't have Wi Fi across the entire country? God. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, charge me per megabyte. In Sweden, in Sweden, we have. <laughs> Sweden. Yeah. Uh, okay, well. We're, we're more or less. Can you clarify where exactly this mosque is from, Murph? You started to describe it before, but I, I missed it. Uh, the mosque itself? Yeah, is it in the city? Is it outside the city? It's in the city because it was, wasn't that far from us, right? I, I thought we could see it. It's south of Uzbekia Gardens. Um, it's towards the Nile. Um, mm-hmm. It's not... Uh, it's on. It's kind of on the edge of the city there. So right. the city of the dead kind of begins less than a kilometer south of where the mosque is now. So here's, here's my thinking. This is a there's, there's tourists here. It's obviously a minor tourist trap at the very yeah. least. Are there any guides hanging around it, waiting to prey on the Europeans visiting? Yeah, maybe outside. Um, if you walk back outside, you might have a chance. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Put on yeah. our shoes. Let's do that. Head back out onto the street. Okay. Um, as you get back outside, um, the lawyer's gonna, surprised that our car is not there. Yeah, I, I, I give you a uh, <laughs> give you guys a boon here. Somebody who speaks Arabic, uh, a, a small um, a small boy comes up, looks really ragged, dirty as all get out, but runs up and uh, says, "Do you need a guide? Do you need a guide? Guide, I'm well, best, guide, best guide in Cairo. Do best you... guide in Cairo." <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you speak English? Whoa. Um, <laughs> I'm speaking English now, sir. Yes, speak very, very good English. Excellent. I think, yes, this sounds like what we need. Um, do you speak Arabic? What's your name, boy? And sounds like he, what we need. Yeah, uh, my name is Mahmoud. Well, that's, Mahmoud. that's great. So what's your rate? Uh, uh, and he well, stands he, back. I'm, I'm going to say to you in French, Magnus. It's whatever we tell him it is. Well, I mean, you're out of your this mind. This is not how you conduct a negotiation, then. You're out of your mind, kid. Five pounds a day. Shillings, yeah. <laughs> Two pounds a day. Two pounds a day. <laughs> you're, this is ridiculous. Let's find someone else. <laughs> I will say to the child, how about 
a shiny US, uh, a US dollar. A US dollar? A US dollar. Uh, You're paying him basically 75 bucks. I don't know what that is. I'm not taking that. That's not real money. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure. How about one pound? I'll, I'll give you a week. shilling, boy. I have a, a shilling. Wait, one pound a week? Yes. Okay, sure. Yeah. Payable at the and end we, of the week. Yeah, we pay and, you. Uh, payable at the end of every day. Yeah, okay. we pay you. I we pay you hard every day. day. Yep. Yeah. That sounds good. So what can I do know, for you? Do you need women? Do you need drugs? You know this place? <laughs> you know this place? Man, the, the mosque? We got a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, the mosque of Ibn Tulun, yes. Very holy so, place. Do, who, who's the uh, who's the, the guy in charge here? The guy in charge? Um, what do you need to know? You don't look like Muslims. No, no, no offense. No, no, we're not. We're not Muslims. We have some important information for him regarding the mosque. Uh, you could talk to one of the ulamas, I guess. All right. Uh, yes. Could you help us? Uh, we don't speak Arabic. Exactly. I, we need we need I, someone I to translate for us. Sure. Uh, we're writing an aside to Claude or Claude, as he's known. Uh, just said, <laughs> you think we should ask this kid if, to ask about the Clive party that is supposed to be in here looking for stuff? But this is so the kid uh, doesn't hear. The kid does not hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we do. I think we do. I think we be, uh, we play as straight as we can with these people. Yeah. By the way, do you speak French, boy? Who does he speak French? Sacrebleu. A trilingual gutter rat. No, no. <laughs> trilingual. All right, all right. No. Just not a just problem. English. Just English. Not, not a problem. Right. Which means I can use French to communicate in, in secret with Claude. Yeah, and then Claude can use sign language to communicate it to us. <laughs> No, he can't. He's lost too many fingers. It's <laughs> yeah. a very brutal form of sign language. <laughs> yes. can't, right. um, can't even give one of these proper, you know? Yeah. And Ozzy uses the subtle language of polite quietness. That <laughs> well, yeah. let's uh, have a look at this. Let, let us go in and, and, uh, and talk to one of these uh, ulams. We take our shoes off this time. Yes. And add them to the pile. You notice that Mahmoud has no shoes? Yeah. <laughs> no problem. We'll grab a pair on the way out. <laughs> what size uh, are you, Mahmoud? He actually walks uh, up to a, uh, a younger man uh, that you had not noticed earlier because you were looking for Europeans and then someone in charge. Uh, he's a younger guy, um, probably in his 20s, and starts talking to him in Arabic. Uh, he says uh, he says wants to know why you want to speak with uh, Yulama. We have received some important information that we believe is important to, to the mosque, and they should should take part of it. Uh, he he wants to know what what type of information. It's we we've found out that there's there are people trying to steal things from the mosque 
Make a credit rating roll for me, Magnus. Yes, I will. <laughs> 100. Yes. That's a pass. Yes. I have I have a high credit rating. He's That's the awesome. ugly American. IRL as well. I have 75 credit ratings, so 56 is a pass. My, hang on, I'm waiting for mine to update. It's all kind of yeah, rollers freaking out on me. Mm. Oh, I'm using. I'm, I'm not rolling with the uh, the yeah, online controller. Oh, do you trust it? I do trust it. I'm using the exact same library, but I'm doing it offline. I wish kidding. you wouldn't, because we can laugh otherwise. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'm just relying on the power of the Belgian internet here. So uh, let's let's Look, try we it. Deal with, yes. We deal with the Australian internet on a weekly basis. I think the Belgian internet will survive. <laughs> well, this is insane, though. I'll try, but I, like I said, 56. 56. 56. Wait on, Magnus. Oh, you want me to roll again? Yeah, I want you to roll again. I want to see it. I want us all to see it so we can laugh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I rolled a 98. Yes. <laughs> I did roll a 56 first. He's like, I don't know. He kind of looks at you guys and looks at him and is like, I don't know. Um, and then Mahmoud looks at you and says, uh, Sir, might I might I suggest a, uh, a, a, a bribe? <laughs> Usually people talk better with money. I'm not going to bribe We're a holy... We're giving them information. Let's look, look, this guy's not wearing holy robes or anything like that. He's ah, obviously oh, not okay. a holy man. Why would we bribe someone to do them a favor? I'm just saying, if you want to get anything out of him, you're probably going to have to give him a little something. We're the ones giving him things here. I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to add in my pocket. I'll give him a... I'll give him a let's see. Two shillings? Okay. Tracy. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more. Two this is what you're getting a day. Oh, two shillings. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Two shillings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking piastres again. Um, yeah, yeah, two shillings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he actually points you to. Uh, he says you. Uh, um, he, he says you want to talk to uh, Ahmed Zahavi. Show us um, the way. Um. And then they, he leads the group of you off uh, to a different part of the mosque, a little building thing there. Uh, and then the guy leaves you, and it's just you and this guy. And he's, uh, he's a, an older gentleman who's in full robes here. He's got his little hat on and everything. And, um, but he doesn't look like he wants to talk to Europeans at all. He's kind of trying to avoid you as best as he can without actually speaking to you. Well, that's great, because he's going to talk to Mahmoud. Yeah, we don't know Arabic anyway, so... So, Mahmoud, expl explain to this gentleman that... Uh, explain to this gentleman about that we respect him very much, and that we understand that when you need information about the mosque, the goings-ons in the mosque, that he is the gentleman to speak to. Does that sound uh, okay? I will tell him, and he, he starts talking in Arabic, and the old man kind of looks up and says, I understood them well enough. <laughs> oh, you speak English. 
<laughs> Please, I'm a very busy man. I don't want to deal with this right now. Tourists this will not. Th this won't, won't take up much of your time. Travesty. Tourists we, in the mosques. We have we, we have received some information regarding the. Um, don't care. The Clive expedition. Great. They're looking to steal something from the mosque. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I you know, they've already that. stolen a mummy. They might be after some relics that you have. Mm. Or a book, perhaps. Make a persuade roll with that there, Claude. Claude. Claude, <laughs> Claude sweet talker. He's going to go down great. No. No, I only have face persuade and 16 is not going to cut. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, guys, um, far, far be it from us to tell you how to run the mosque, but we, <laughs> I, I would have... So much for respect. I'm surprised you're not, you're not, you're not uh, more surprised by this. What? They're looking to steal from you. Mm -hmm. I really... Uh, I really don't have time for this. Yes, very okay. well. Well, what my friend was trying to say is uh, we went out of our way to try and give you some good information to help you out and uh, couldn't really care less about the mosque. But if you don't want our help, then might as well just be off. Yeah, uh, Mahmoud starts talking to him a few things, and, and after a moment, he the old man stops walking and, and turns and looks at you and says, you have... Just tell me, what do you think they're trying to steal? We don't know, but we, we think the Brotherhood is behind it. The who? The Brotherhood of... And I'm just going to look around. How busy is the area we're standing in? Not at all. Are we in a private anymore. place? Yeah, it's a private mm -hmm. yeah. The, the Black the Brotherhood, brotherhood. The Black Pharaoh. Yeah. Of, oh. Um, come this way. And he <laughs> walks off uh, out of that building in general. Can we get seven back? Can I make a psychology roll? <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, he walks out to a. Uh, what do you want to know? Why? Why a psychology roll? Well, I mean, it's when when you said it, it sounded sort of like suspicious, as oh. if come here and we'll kill you. Uh, <laughs> I think it was like a. Oh, oh uh, I think now you are worth my time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that kind of oh. Not yes. the, okay. oh, you need to be murdered, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, he, he leads you off into a, a building that's adjacent to where the mosque is at and um, brings you into a smaller room um, and then um, stops, you know, and, and asks, okay, what what is it that you want to know? Also, Mahmoud is still here. Do you want him here for this or not? Yeah. Uh, no, let's, um, tell him why don't you wait outside? He's going to find out one way or another. Yeah, yeah he's helping us translate. He doesn't need to translate at the moment, I but eventually he's going to translate, translate right where, where are the cultists or we shoot you in the head. So. Right. right. Yeah. I think it'd be better to keep him on our side and keep him informed and like get him to you know, like why us. Why don't we decide what he needs to know once we know it? So he's going to wait outside then, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not, not going Jeez. along. Right. Uh, um, so he, he's out in the hallway. and uh, Yeah, what do we want to know? Ahmed Zahavi is speaking with just you guys. So uh, Zahavi looks at it and says, so 
what do you know of the Black Pharaoh? Too much. Um, yes. Um, Roddy, you looked and talked to him. Over over the last few years, Ahmed Zahabi, um, how should I address you, sir? Zahabi is fine. Over the last few years, Zahabi, I've, I and, and my friend Thea, who unfortunately is not here today, have had many, many meetings, all of them horrible, with the Black Pharaoh. We've faced him in the dreamlands, and we are now dealing with him, or working against him in the waking world. And... Um, Make a persuade roll, Bob. Yeah, there's no fit, no chance. Let's see. Any any bonus for that? It's a pretty good chunk of info. Okay. Not, not really. I mean, that's what gets him the persuade roll. Hmm. Oh, I made it! Woo! Yes. All right. This is nice. actually when I'm actually have a chance of moving up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jeff. most of mine are all pretty high. You know, the ones that I have, the, like Sneak is 86, yeah, so it's really had to move that one up. 15, I got a chance. <laughs> all right, so uh, he's... Um, I can tell you that the, the girdle is very well guarded. The evil ones shall not have it, inshallah. What is the girdle, and why would they want to have it? Uh, so you don't know about the girdle? No. Uh, he walks through another door in the back of this room. Okay, so this mm -hmm. is like a, you know, you're in a room with two doors. One that led out to the hall or to the outside, and then another door on the inside interior of the room. So he walks through that room and he's into a uh, his private office. Um, and uh, as he gets in there, you notice that there is a cellar door um, we're going to call it a cellar door that's what it is it's another door that's heavily reinforced in the back of this room uh, which he goes to and unlocks um, and then he it opens up into stairs so you're going to have to walk down the stairs and follow into this dark room in the bottom if you want to go down there come this way I will follow yep Follow as well. And I so guess as you I'll get down, there, you get down to the bottom, and there is a uh, a bare room. It's about twenty by fifteen by ten feet high. Um, the walls are all made of thick stone. It's it's rather cool and dry. It's no humidity whatsoever down here. Uh, and there is a small chest in the center of the room. Um, he opens up this small chest and removes out a very narrow band of intricately linked gold chain. And in the center of it is a large uncut ruby uh, that's kind of used as sort of a clasp. Hmm. Amazing. Ooh. Also in this room, uh, I noticed it was bare, but there's also six other elderly... Um, men or llamas in here with it, and then uh, they're all they're all old, but they all have 
rather large skim tars on their uh, sides. Uh, from <laughs> from looking at it, um, do, is there any indication that this is a magical item that we can, uh, you know, that we can um, gather from viewing it? Yeah, or that Roddy can identify as something he's read yes. about or knows about. Hang on a second. Yeah, no problem. While you're hanging, or maybe floor, maybe this is a, a good prank. Sagan, magnets. Claude, does this look like a uh, sound security setup? Plausibly, I mean, we don't know what's attacking. It might be these old men of magic. Yes. And just because they're old, this is a small space, and there is six of them with long swords. Yeah. Well, I'm... Uh, Against three of us. Well, I mean, we're not attacking, obviously. I'm, I'm relieved... And the human it's shield. Safely, <laughs> safely, it's safely kept. Yeah. No, I don't think... Regardless of our opinion of the security, I don't think we're taking it unless... No, no, no. We're, no. Not, we're not taking it unless they give it to us. We're not, we're not gonna, taking it at all. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah. Um, if we if it but if, we if it's poorly would, guarded, we could we could um, assist them in guarding it somehow. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. All right, so one of the ulamas that are down there steps forward and introduces himself as Nassim Efti. Mr. Bradley Gray, Esquire. And kind of nods his head and. Uh, Zahabi says that he doesn't speak hardly any English, so he'll translate for you. Mm -hmm. uh, this, um, Mr. F.D. knows more about the girdle than anyone. Yeah. That was what I was going to say. Could you uh, tell us some more about the girdle? Yeah, he's... He, by the way, he looks to be at least 90 years old, um, but he's also holding a rather large... Uh, sword there with them. It's obviously extremely ancient, um, but it's uh, it looks quite fantastic as he's holding it, but you know, that's that's the only odd thing about him. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so the sword, so, so you're saying... sights in a, in a cellar isn't odd. Well, yeah, that's all they do. They stay down here, they don't leave either. <laughs> right, at least that's what you get the idea of. Yeah, exactly. Sounds like... Uh, Sounds like uh, <laughs> Last Crusade, but way worse gig because there's six of them. They want to. Uh, he he speaks to Zahavi and Zahavi's ass. Yeah, he wants to know what you, you know, what your interest is, you know, why you're here. Yeah, we're enemies of the Black Pharaoh, and we know this is something he wants. So we want to know why. So we can thwart him. Yes, anything we can learn to help go against the Black Pharaohs. Um, minions. And then through translation again, I he he tells you that he's saying that you know we've we've kept the the girdle here because the girdle is used to stop uh, to prevent uh, Nitocris's ascension. And so it, it must be uh, guarded 
at all times from the Blackberry. Can I make a history roll to see if I know what Nitocris is? Yes. No. You can make... Um, No, you can. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, it's Mr. Chris. Uh, do you ask? Yeah. Uh, Chris is a 13th Dynasty Egyptian pharaohess, um, long considered to be, uh, you know, a, a prominent leader of the Black Pharaohs. Right. How did you spell her name? It's it's N I T O C R I S. N I T. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt Murph. It's all right. N I T. As it sounds. So o N I T. O C R I S. Okay. So he basically relays that the black the brotherhood of the black pharaoh wants to raise. Nitocris using the skirtle. Is that her mummy they stole? Um, he From the museum. Actually, has he looks kind of shocked. He's like, I don't, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Actually, I, I, I told him that mummy was stolen from a dig by the Clive expedition. We don't know anything more about it. Only that they stole the mummy, and now they're looking for something from this mosque. And did we know the area where the expedition was? Maybe we could, you, we yeah, could explain that. Pyramid, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, you know where it is. It's in Myatom, I think, right now, or somewhere near there. Yeah, so tell them what, where, where, where that was that they took the mummy from. And he looks a little perturbed. He says it's, it could have been, it could have been Nidocris's mummy. If it is, then things are much more dire than we realize. What else? What else would they need to do this other than the girdle and her mummy? I I don't know. I don't know. I all we know is that you know, um, is that the uh, uh, the girdle is used. <laughs> so the girdle actively prevents her ascension, is what you were saying before. It's probably necessary for her to rise, right. I would think. Right, it's, right. It's needed for her to rise. Right. right. The, the, the girdle would be placed upon her mummy, and then she would rise. I'm, I'm guessing, but that seems to be the logical direction. Obviously, this is a holy relic, and I hesitate to ask, but have you considered destroying it so that that cannot come to pass? Uh, the little old man laughs a little bit and says, yeah. Yeah, we've tried that. We no <laughs> idea how to... It, everything we've done, it survives. So Just you name, guard it to make sure no one ever takes it. Right. Hmm. Makes Does sense. the name Omar Shakti ring any bells? No. no I, who is he? Supposedly he's a, some sort of a priest, air quotes, uh, in the Brotherhood. No. What no, do you we know about the We know that they will come for it. They've they've already tried to take it once, just a, about a week and a half ago. Um, but it was oh. they were not very well prepared. Um, did not expect a uh, resistance of any sort. 
Is it fair to say that they will be better prepared next time? I would imagine, you know. Or How many came? Only about a half dozen or so. Uh, is the girdle broadly, does it have any sort of obvious aura to it that we can sense is meant? Like if we replace it with a fake, is this an option? Um, well, the fact that it has a, a uncut ruby the size of you know, mm -hmm. maybe larger than a ping pong ball in the center of it would probably be your biggest problem. Oh, yeah. Colored glass. Well, I don't know what it looks like. Uh, they might, actually, he says. Okay. They might know what it looks like. Oh, because it's, it's probably an Egyptian artifact from back in the day. Right. So there's yeah. pictures <laughs> right. of it. Sure. But they're hardly, I mean, they're hardly experts on gems. I mean, if we... I imagine... Well, not gems. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm... It's not... I mean, what good would it do if they if they have it and then think that find out that it's not real, then they'll just come back for it again? Mm. Point taken, but I would imagine this sort of... Whatever so it's required for the fakes. ritual, if you screw that up, the then there might not be any coming back from that. Like, if they go to put it on at the last minute and it's not the right thing, it might screw everything up. But it's a fair point. It's it's not easily replaceable, so that's not really an option for us. Yeah, might be a good idea to just suggest to them that they increase their security, and then we go looking for the Clive Expedition, who's having a um, mm -hmm. formal ball in two days, to see if we can sort of get a hold of the mummy. Maybe that'll burn better than this belt seems to. That mummy's not. It's not holy to you or anything, right? No. If that is, it's an abomination to them. Then I it think. needs to be destroyed as well. Yeah. Oh, that's the, destroying things is our. It's our. Job. We're much better at destroying things <laughs> than keeping them safe. <laughs> if there were just some way we could kidnap it, um, <laughs> or you could just say you're going to knock it unconscious and then you'll just shoot yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just quarry it. And then next thing you know, we got a pile of uh, bandages and some sand. Right. So, do you know anyone else who is against the Brotherhood? No, we, we keep to ourselves. We don't worry ourselves with the outside world very often. Right. Would you be happy spreading a rumor that you gave the girdle to us that will put the heat back on us and it will um, help you protect it? I think that would be by us going and trying to intercept the mummy. I don't think there's any detractors for them from for that plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, that would draw the attention of the cultists to us. Yeah. Which is already there anyway. Without the mummy, though, they, they, the belt's of no value. Well, they have the mummy. They definitely have the mummy. They have the mummy now. Maybe that is it. Would it be to our advantage in any way to try to take the belt from these guys? No, 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 no. So, and would it hurt us in any way to try to take the mummy away from the Clives? No. I mean, it might be tough, but I guess the only reason I'm saying is let's let that rumor exist, is we're already under cultists' watch, right? They already want to kill us. Mm -hmm. They may as well double want to kill us right. and not attack these guys, and it buys us maybe a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah now they want to kill and rob us. That? Yeah. 
they already want to kill and rob us, as they proved by robbing us and trying right. to kill us. Well, <laughs> now they just want to do it simultaneously. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, but I what does he think about that, Murph? They're not very. They're not willing to give up the the girdle at all. We're not uh, saying we no, 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 we're not saying that you should. You should no, just, just, just tell rumor. people you gave yeah. it to us. I mean. Here's the problem with that. They don't talk to many other people, period. Right, they probably so, don't even let anyone know this is here. Yeah, right. that's true. They want to they keep don't it even secret. know what they're attacking whenever they came to attack. That's why it kind of went over like a fart in the wind, you know, nobody gave a shit. But, so, I mean, for them to spread a rumor across Cairo is... is just not well, we can, be Yeah, let's we can start we the just spread the rumor. <laughs> as long as you're happy with it, that's all we want to check, but... We're letting you know this is if not If you play. feel like you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not sure that we want to advertise the existence of this belt to, to everybody. The people it's, in the know already know, I would think. Yeah. But, but then now more more people are going to know. Maybe it could create even more problems for us. Wait, that, I have a better idea. Try and... How about we spread the rumor that we've stolen the belt? Mm-hmm. Not just that we have right. it, but we still in it. Okay, you doing this? I need to know if you are saying this out loud in front of the people, or if you're just talking out your ass, or what the deal is. We're just uh, talking out our ass. Yeah. Up to up to that point, the questions I was directly asking them: Are you okay with if we did that? Obviously, yeah. Um, right. Well, is there anything we could do to help you make sure this stayed safe? Is there anything you need from us? Um, not that I can think of. I think we have it in hand. Well, if the number happens, yeah, will you let us know? We can help you. We can we can always come to your aid. Yes, that sounds fine. Yeah, here's the number of our hotel room where we're staying. Um, if if you think of anything or anything comes up, please give us a call. Not a problem. Alright. Yeah. I think we'll somebody's got a lot of mic noise. I don't know who it is. Oh, it's it's me, my fans on let me I'll turn it off. Sorry. Isn't it what if you fan on? It wasn't me. Oh man. Once, yeah. <laughs> I think now though we should look into you know, the we Clive look, expedition. Yeah, we should look closely into the Clive expedition and possibly kill them. Probably have, or at least get a hold of that mummy. Yeah. Or destroy that yeah. mummy if we can. Now, do we have a list of who's in the Clive expedition, or we just know of the Clive expedition? It's the Clive yeah. family. Let's go talk to the, uh, the the newspaper again. They probably know all about the Clive That's expedition. Okay. So you're going to. Mahmoud goes out and grabs you a uh, a car. He only charges you ten piastres. That's which is uh, essentially ten cents. Yeah. On the pound, so whatever the fuck that comes out to be, ten shillings. No. Whatever. There's twelve shillings. It comes up to some some negligible amount of money. Some negligible amount of money. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We'll pay it. Uh, and you get back to um, 
Uzbekia Gardens, and then the Cairo Bulletin. Yeah, I go and and talk to the uh, the editor, and I I uh, introduce myself, Bradley Cooper, Esquire from New York. Pleased oh, to meet you. Nice to meet you, Mr. Uh, Cooper. My name is Nigel Wasif. I hear there's some um, some big uh, hullabaloo with uh, the um, um, the expedition, the the what you call them expedition. Clive. What you call the Clive, Clive expedition. expedition? Yes. Oh, the Clive, the Clive expedition. expedition. The Clive party. Yeah. Yeah. There you are. Um, there's some, you know, uh, some some strangeness there, but you know, we we try to cover the best we can. Lots what, of what do you know about them? Masters and stuff. That was good. Well, what sort of circles do they run in? What what do you know about them? Uh, well, right now they aren't running in many circles at all. Unfortunately, it's they're getting kind of annoying um, with their security on the dig sites. So I can't even get uh, I can't even get photographers in there to take decent pictures of them. Do you know who's in the expedition at all? Um, yeah, yeah, I know who's in the expedition. Um, who are they? I mean, do I? Is, I I'm looking for. Is, is, do I know anybody in, in the expedition? Perhaps. For, is there anyone from New York? Jesus Christ! Is there anyone from New York? Um, I'm just gonna say no. Right off no. the bat. Well. Uh, yes. No. No. You see, I'm no. I'm looking for. I'm, I'm, as as you can tell, I'm a wealthy lawyer and. Uh, I'm uh, looking for some people of my own social circles. Well, you might want to look away from the the Clive party. They're they're rather private, unfortunately. I heard I heard something that uh, something about uh, at the uh, the hotel. I heard they're having some sort of a an occasion there. Some some. Um, oh, they already had banquet, it. I believe. By the <laughs> way, I fucked that part up. They had the banquet weeks ago. Oh, oh. all right. Sorry. That's okay. Who attended? <laughs> well, the Clive party. Just them. Well, they had some other, you know, the 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 well-to-do of Cairo society. I would imagine this would have been front-page news for the. Oh for yes, the, we had it covered very well. Do you have a copy, perhaps, so that I can take a look at? No, you can come in here and and dig through the. Uh, dig through the uh, the archives here. There, there's all sorts of stuff in there you might find interesting. Oh, thank you, thank you. I will do that. Okay. I'm just going to give you a data dump at this point. Okay? Yep. Yeah, so. Digging through the society and news sections of the bulletin, which is heavy on the society and not much news, <laughs> um, you discover that the Clive party arrived in Cairo May of 1919. Been here a while. Yep, they've been here a while. Uh, they were, they initially were here to survey for and excavate um, things concerning to the third dynasty of Egypt, which is a fairly uh, shadowy period of Egyptian history. Um, they worked near Giza for a while, and then they shifted to a uh, Saqqara, that's S-A-Q-Q-A-R-A, -A -A, uh, and then off to Dashur, D-H-A-S-H-U-R. 
And the funny thing is that in, noted in the notes here in the, in the news section, none of these sites really have anything that they know about to do with the Third Dynasty. And so they, there's some speculation that they were on their own, you know, on their own agenda, not uh, not actually associated with the uh, Third Dynasty. They might have been looking for something else. Hmm. And then in some other papers a little bit later on, um, you know, there's a notes of them having made an astonishing find, but nobody knows what it was or what, it, what they might have come across. Uh, in July of 1919, uh, they suddenly, uh, in, I mean, rather quickly embarked from Mombasa, uh, ostensibly for a holiday. And what uh, month was that? July. July of 1919. Now, at this time, also, Roger Carlyle was re frequently reported to be sick. Um, this is during the time of the Carlyle expedition in 1919. Yeah. So, at this point was when Carlyle was actually sick, or just before that was when he was sick. And... Um, I'm giving you the wrong information. I'm giving you Carlisle information instead of Carlisle. Yeah, I would have thought so. <laughs> it did seem know. really, really early for them to yeah. be still here. I mean, I'll give you this anyway. You're going to find it one way or the other. Um, blah, blah, blah. They've got some um, some photos of the expedition, the Carlisle expedition. Um, one of them... shows Hypatia Masters with her camera running around Cairo. Uh, in the caption reads, uh, Miss Masters prepares for a camera safari in Kenya. Right? Um, let's see what else pertinent information here. That's... Uh, he also, uh, no, that's that's really it on the Cairo on the Carlisle expedition. So I, yeah. I apologize for fucking that up, but they don't okay. split this out very easily in this little bitty column. Of Should have made the names less similar. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm -mm -mm. Uh, on the Clive party, uh, they're excavating at Giza. Uh, recently unearthed the mummy of an unknown female from a secret chamber in the smallest of the three great pyramids. Several authorities have speculated that it is Queen Nitocris, a mysterious figure of the 6th dynasty, 6th, uh, not 13th, whatever. Uh, before tests could be carried out or the mummy unwrapped, the sarcophagus and the contents disappeared, to the bewilderment of everyone concerned. Considerable efforts by the police have turned up no leads. The site was well guarded, and only one entrance to the secret chamber existed. Sounds like an inside job. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, Does it list anything in what we're reading of who the expedition members are for the Clive expedition? Yeah, you. I can give you a list of their names if you want. Yeah. Yes. All listed. So there's Dr. Clive, Dr. Henry Clive, 
Martin Winfield. Mm, does it have like their roles? Like Dr. Henry Clive, obviously, what, Egyptologist? He is an archaeologist. Martin Winfield is another archaeologist. Okay. Agatha Broadmoor. She's actually a medium. Medium. James Gardner. Oh, He's another Tr archaeologist. Tristan, pass me up. <laughs> He got impatient. <laughs> uh, Johannes Spreck. Go ahead. So you're an archaeologist. Johannes. Was that Johannes? Come on. Johannes. Johannes. J O H A N N E S. Yeah, I right. know the last name. I didn't hear, catch the last name. R E T H. Okay. Yeah. And that was another archaeologist, you said? Yeah, he's another archaeologist. Jeez. This place is lousy with archaeologists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are they here for? Also, um, um, what the fuck's his name? Jan Willem van Hulelven. <laughs> Wait, I'll spell this. <laughs> okay, go for it. Um, what, what's what's the last name? Van Hoevelen, Velen, Van Hoevelen, Van Hoevelen. Well, possibly this then. No, it's all it's all kind of horrible. <laughs> yeah. What what a horrible name. That's just rough. Wow. That's pretty close. Jan Willem van Hoevelen. Yeah. yeah. We'll know who you mean. Yeah. 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 Jan. Jan Van. <laughs> Jan. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, so. So he seems instantly. Everyone is an archaeologist except for the one medium, right? Yeah. What yeah. do we know about this medium? Um, it doesn't really. You don't really have any information about her at all. Right. At least not so, in the papers. I'm asking the uh, the, um, uh, the 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 editor again. Are they staying at the um, at the shepherds? At the shepherds? No, well, I mean, they don't leave the, the dig sites. Well, that's when the they're problem. not at the dig site, they're not leaving the dig sites. That's the issue. That's why right. I can't get anybody to get new info or pictures or anything about what they're doing. They have so it they're, left. They're camping out there. Yes. Yes. Oh, at least that's rough. Yeah, and they're well guarded as well, so they have a nice perimeter set up. And they won't press anywhere near them. Mm. Yeah, and, that's... and they're still at that same dig site, or which dig site are they at now? You don't know. They're in the no, they're still. Yeah, they're they're still at the dig site there, where they found the mummy, which is uh, uh, at Memphis, basically. Great. These are people we can definitely kill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's <laughs> say that. Right in our, uh, 
or in our area of expertise. Let's go uh, sneak out there in the night. Before, but we, we, it is well guarded, though, as we heard yeah. before. So kill the w- when you say it's well guarded, what do you, what do you mean uh, by that? Is there armed guards? I've not been out there. I can only tell you that they're not allowing yeah. my, my uh, press to get anywhere near. Do, do you have any 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 journalist who's been there? I've, yeah, that's been there and turned away. Yeah, can can we talk? Yeah, that's to perfect. Yeah. Um. Sure. Uh, he gets um random journalist from the pool there and says, you know, this is. Random journalist number one. Uh, random journalist number one, can you please relay to them the security that you saw around this dig site at Memphis? And random journalist number one replies, it's fucking tight. The only thing they're missing is machine guns and uh, minefields. So they have armed guards. Yes. So you're, so you're saying that we could make it up to the perimeter, though? No minefields oh, yeah. and no yeah, machine yeah. guns. We'll get you to the perimeter with a problem. There's, there's just guards at the gates going in and out, and they've got a fenced-in area. Yeah, the perimeter um, is is fenced, razor wire, or just a regular fence. It's, it's uh, what do you think would be more uh, appropriate, Magnus? <laughs> I love the idea the lawyer's like, tell me more about these intricate security. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's see if I can toughen this up for us. Well, um, it's you know what it is. It's a minefield on all sides. There is no signs. Um, there is a small plank of wood that you have to travel across to get into the camp. But that's good. If there's a minefield all over, then they can't have any guards there. So basically, all the guards are on the plank. Then I take it. On the plank. <laughs> it's fenced in with barbed wire. A barbed wire fence that they've constructed, and it's constantly guarded. The perimeter is constantly guarded by guards, uh, and then the gate going in and out is is constantly manned. These guards, did you notice if they were I private a, security guards or I'm a press? Or were they military? Well, I mean, you would recognize them, wouldn't you? Sorry. What we need is somebody to go up to one of those guard gates, start asking a lot of stupid questions. While the rest of us sneak around the back and see that we sounds like a job for thing. me. What what I what I think might be in now 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 stick with me for a second. I'm sure Mahmood has a bunch of gutter rat friends. Maybe we get and hire a bunch of them to go around the perimeter and throw rocks into the minefield. I, I think yeah. the minefield was a. I'm hoping the minefield was just a <laughs> uh, a reaction to those questions coming from, and not a real thing. I think the point Murph is trying to make is that we can't attack the the pyramids, but I'm I'm not not getting that point at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I don't have an exact detail of the security layout. Okay. Yeah. So just move on from there. There's there's guards and there's a fence. Well, so we can get like a big truck and run down the fence and then... How about, how about, how far away is this? Are we talking days or weeks? Yeah. No, a couple of hours outside of town. Yeah. Okay. We drive there and we watch what's happening and we get a good idea of what it looks like and then we plan around based on that. Yes, yes. This is your area of expertise. (laughs) Right. And defer to you. But that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. And my area of expertise is B&E as well. (laughs) Yeah. 
you know, and I'd have a pretty good idea about you know cutting wire can, going in where they're I not looking. The fraction for you, and then you can look inside. No problem. Um, now my question is: before we leave the city, I mean, I'm I'm not sure what, what date is exactly, but if we want to go to this tonight, I can go there. Roddy and I can just go there, or we can take everyone. If we well, take I, everyone, I probably should not continue. I mean, it's. I mean, if you get caught, it's probably best if I'm not there, so I can defend you. I should probably go and help you. Yeah. Either drive or uh, assist with. Uh, yeah. May as well yeah, get the whatever you need. The guns out there. Yeah. I think my skill set will come in handy. Also, uh, as a meta game point, I have to leave in ten minutes, so. Uh, ah. Right. So, so I'm not going to stay. Yeah. So you'll stay at the fucking uh, <laughs> hotel. Yes. Well, down. Having a few drinks in the bar. Yeah, I'll do what I do best. <laughs> Regaling them with stories of true crime back in New York. Oh, yeah. Introducing himself with his full title, you know. Yes. Esquire. Esquire. So half the people there think his name is Mr. Esquire. <laughs> yes. What a strange last name. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Tell us about Sorry. that again, Mr. Esquire. So you we... say it was in escrow? <laughs> we head out to Memphis, I think, is the plan then. Yep. If yep. Magnus is staying behind, we don't need to take any particular special precautions because he'll be there with the stuff. So well, if you get caught, call, have them call me and I'll, I'll call you right. out. I think with this first thing, we should just be doing just a little general... So, you know, surveillance, so to speak, just checking things out. See if they have guards yeah. blocking the perimeter, whether the but, guards are, you know, so that we know we can go in, because we don't want to go in guns blazing, but we want to be prepared for when that inevitably happens. Yeah, I agree. Right. Which could happen while we're there. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're not going to try to break in. Depends on Are what we, we see. Depends on what we see. That's right. If we see, like, oh, going to the ritual, then our hand is kind of forced. We should be prepared to go, but right. I agree we probably shouldn't unless we absolutely have to. Right, but if the opportunity presents itself, we need to be ready. Yeah, yep. agree. Okay. So we go outside of town. And you're you all armed some... up to the best you can be, right? Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and... Magnus, why don't you just go ahead and drop in so... So that we can do this, that way we don't have to worry about that. No meta knowledge. Just, just no. quickly, can we have Magnus yeah. for one scene? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, we need to go outside of town and buy weapons. Yeah. I take it you want some money then. <laughs> uh, yes. Also, we would like you to buy the weapons for us because you look legitimate. Right. So you're here uh, to fund an expedition, you're worried about bandits and such. You heard a mummy got stolen the other day. We need weapons to... Well, oh, yeah, sure, I'll try. Sure, why not? Okay. Let's let's roll. Um, if, if the Clives are able to arm their guys... Roll, then, Magnus. Sure. Twist the roller. Oh, no, here it is. No. Come on. We're not saying it in ours again. 
No, it, it's because just, I haven't rolled just tell yet. Us, just tell us what it is. It's fine. I haven't rolled yet. It's. Uh... Mm. Oh, okay. Zero six. Yeah. Again? Okay. They believe you. That's fine. Um, and they have. They have a thirty-eight revolver, a thirty-two automatic, a um, twelve-gauge shotgun. Uh, two thirty-eight re revolvers and a rifle. Well, I would like the twelve-gauge shotgun to replace my shotgun that got stolen. Mm -hmm. I have a thirty-eight revolver that I had on me. I would like the rifle. Um, could it be a Lee Enfield rifle? <laughs> um, yeah, probably. That's, that's what I have in my stats. Is, yeah, is and that's exactly what it is. And then there's also a 32 automatic if you, anybody wants it, and another. No, I've, got, I've got my little Luger already, so. Um, okay. Other just junk that he might have broadly: uh, binoculars and scopes. Are those available? Yeah. Yep. Cool. And then obviously refill some ammo. Mm -hmm. And after his experience back in London. Um, I have my flashlights with me and some spare batteries. Good on you, Roddy. And, um, so, yeah. Claude's going to waggle his, what's left of his hand and say, maybe you don't want the automatics as well. <laughs> so what are we talking about here, uh, money-wise? Uh, hang on a second. Let me get the chart and I'll tell you. Find the chart. Jesus Christ. I don't think it's actually that much adding it up. I reckon I it's like fifty pounds or something. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of guessing. It's we'll nice. just go and say <laughs> oh, here we go. Fifty pounds. Because it's four dollars to the pound, so those prices are going to be American dollars, and it's going to be like fifty bucks a gun or something. Yeah, but if it's fifty pounds, that's like three thousand dollars in today's currency. Yeah, that's right. For for how many guns do we buy? Uh, one, two, two. We're only Let's buying two guns. Let's put it this way: I don't have fifty bucks on me. I have twenty-five oh, bucks on me. We told you to bring money to buy guns. That was the whole point of this expedition. I mean, the whole point of y'all coming out here is to buy stuff, so you brought money yeah. with you. Yeah. Okay, so if yeah, you had sure. to get it out of the bank or whatever, that's fine. Yeah. Okay? So uh, the 38s are $25, uh, right? $25 a piece. Yeah. The the Lee Enfield is 50 bucks each. Okay, and the 12-gauge shotgun? 12-gauge shotgun pump is $45. Okay, so that's 95 for our two guns that we got. Dollars. So like 25 pounds. 25 pounds. And then we'll add in another, what do you say, five pounds for a sundry items? And, and ammo. ammo. Yeah. yeah, ammo. Your flashlights. Yep. Rope, I guess, whatever the fuck Flash, else. Flashlight. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. General rope. What do you need yeah. rope for? To climb. Some, some wire cutters. Wire cutters, yes. 
All right. So then, what was the total? Fifty-five pounds total. Or yeah. Yeah. What was it? Oh, so we had that was at like a hundred dollars, so twenty-five pounds. I can call up like pounds. thirty pounds to make it like. All right, yeah. thirty pounds total. So that's where we're sitting there. Yeah. Well, that's a little more reasonable. All right. Cool. Good. Good. Take it easy, Magnus. Now you be careful and um, uh, don't come back dead. We should probably uh, have you write uh, wills for us before we leave. Oh, that's already missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have the trust. Yes. <laughs> that's right, the trust. Yes. <laughs> well, good luck on the... Uh, good, good luck on the... Fun storm uh, of the castle. Yeah. Fun storm of the castle. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. See you, Magnus. Have fun. Yeah, next week. Have fun. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. All right, so uh, are we going to rent a car to get us close to the place? How far out of town is it? Yeah. Um, let me tell you. Hang on. It's at Memphis, so we're going to say it's probably a couple hours drive. Okay, so we're going to have to drive out there. Um, also, are you guys going to get the um, local dress so that you don't look, you know, like Europeans? Uh, yeah, I, um, I guess. Thing, here, how tall are you people? Uh, uh, Ozzy is five foot eleven. Claude is, I think, over six foot. Yeah, I don't think I think I'm shorter than that. Thirteen. Hang on, I gotta look. Yeah, it's like six four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're look, if you're over five foot four and a half, five foot five, okay. you stand out like a sore thumb. It doesn't right. matter if you're in okay. if you're in local garb or not. You're gonna stand out as being okay. European. Yeah. All right. Lord's stressed with like um, that was it's, it's like the generic European. Egyptologist wear, outfit. so it's like short, it's khaki and the shorts and the... Um, gotcha. I'd probably be dressed the same, because that's what yeah. I would think would yeah. be comfortable. The expedition wear. Right. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Got that. uh, Are we going to bring Thea? What is our deal with her? Yeah, let, let's, because um, Thea's good to have, and also yeah. Nigel might He's, turn up uh, to do something. Got those bites and wax going on. Why and don't plus we bring Thea the crap bring, out of somebody? Thea can just sort of circle around us and make sure we don't get surprised. Right. Until Thea turns up later. Keep up, keep up the rear. Yep. Mm. All right, that's fine. We don't want to kill anybody on this first step out anyway, so... Well, we never want to kill do. people, but if it's just something that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... It's just something you know. Especially when you try not to kill them. You tend it's to like a force of nature, them. like the yeah. tide coming in and out. It's in our nature. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, so, in theory, uh, we're just going to scout, and we shouldn't have to do anything nasty. All right. So you arrive at uh, Medium, and it, as you get there, you notice, uh, you know, it is kind of what we described earlier. It's a large area around. Uh, the whole area has been fenced off with barbed wire. Uh, there's guards um, 
moving about. There's a number of tents set up. Um, all of these around kind of like the base of this, uh, one of the pyramids there. Uh, and so there's an obvious the, uh, gate at the front uh, near the road where you can okay. enter. So we'll be like, okay, cut to scene, top of a sand dune somewhere in the distance, all three of us looking out over yeah. the car with yeah, our binoculars, yeah. scoping it out. Yeah. I, uh, Global we'll start establishing, and you don't have to have these numbers for me now, but like um, numbers of armed guards, numbers of rifles, patterns what time of, of day if they're doing are you Is it dark now? Is it in the evening? It's, it's, I figure it's probably not dark because that wouldn't really help us. It's, we probably drive out there around, we leave around noon. Like just before so dusk. And we, we make sure that the car is parked out of sight of the yeah. facility. I was thinking even earlier, Max. So oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, okay. I was thinking, like, like, we get there around 2, we watch them for a good three, three four, four hours. hours, and then if we need to go under cover of dark, we can, but we shouldn't really need to. Okay. Okay. Um, so you sit there and watch for a while. Uh, you notice that there's, you know, as you're watching uh, from a distance, we'll say you're on a dune or something uh, adjacent to the dig site. Uh, you see a couple of um, cars eventually come up to the gate there, uh, and some people step out and talk to the guard, and then you see an older gentleman kind of come up to the to the gate and speak with somebody, and then they leave, and this happens a couple of times. Um, when and then when, you, when the cars pull up, can we look into there and see who these people are with our binoculars? The, like who he I mean, talks to, who the old man talks to, which I'm assuming is Carlisle. They get out of the. I mean, they get out of the. Uh, they get out of the car. So I mean, you can clearly see they. They look. They have the look of. I mean, the local something. You don't know exactly what they are, but uh, one of them you pick out like a has a a notepad with them and stuff like that. A camera on his neck and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so like a reporter. And then I'm the gonna. The second one seems to have been a uh, maybe a group of tourists or something. They're definitely Europeans. But rather than looking, well. sorry, don't tell me. Rather than looking through binoculars, I'll be using the scope just in case I suddenly <laughs> have to take a shot or something. <laughs> yeah, and then they just they're just you know sent away basically. Is this a large perimeter, or is it just a small one? Is it, you it's know, pretty big? I mean, it's it's it, the way it is. Is uh, you've got the three pyramids at at Giza, basically. Mm -hmm. This is the third pyramid, the smallest pyramid, right? Um, and it's on the southern end of the small pyramid. It butts straight up against the back of the pyramid, okay? And then it's a fairly large area in front of the southern side of that pyramid. Okay. And that's where they found, evidently, that's where they found the mummy was in there. So, yeah, so, so what you're saying is the pyramid meets the fence. We might Basically. want to consider the possibility of using the pyramid as cover if that side is, you know, sort of taking the place of a fence. Yeah. I can't really think how steep these pyramids are, but it might be that you could sneak in over the top of the pyramid. 
Right, because aren't they... The blocks, the blocks are almost seven feet tall, so... You'd need someone with a climbing skill and some rope. Maybe yeah. not quite that big, but I mean, they'd be five or six feet tall at least yeah, between yeah. each step. Isn't there a lot so of rubble, though? You could boost and lift. Yeah, there's a lot of rubble. This is still yeah. older, older, you know, back then, is still not as well preserved. Yeah. Right, because they, 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 they sheathed the, the pyramids after they did the rough build. And eventually, over time, the sheathing gave way and fell off. That's why it has that sort of step yeah. thing going on. Right. It didn't have I it think, in, in originally. Yeah, the other thing I've heard is that it was all um, stolen. Like, it's various limestone capping. Yeah, right, yeah. Taken yeah. and used other stuff. What but I'm yeah, wondering is if we wouldn't have to go too far up. We just have to go far enough up to get above the fence. Right, yeah. exactly. Of course, you'd have to make quite a bit of a trek around the backside, you know, to get... Right. Yeah, it's all open. There's no... I mean, it's the fucking desert. There's no right. hiding anywhere between there and the other side of the pyramid. But if it's dark out when we do this... I mean, it brings us back to, to, to we're checking this thing out more for the big raid that's going to come. Yeah, that's right. Broadly, Murph, how many people are in the compound? Dozens or 50? Yeah, I would say dozens. Okay. I mean, most of them are locals. Um, yeah. And then you, you can pick out the Europeans in there, of which are the ones I named previously, you know, a number mm -hmm. of men. So can we mark what tents they're going back and forth to and from? Or sure. especially right before it becomes dark? You might, yeah, if you could roll a spot hidden, I'll give you where they're at. Or which and, ones. Um, the only thing you can tell from this distance, you might be able to pick out Clive if you can assume that he's the older gentleman, and then Broadmoor, who's the woman. Right. Other than that, you have no way to determine... Which ones are the other guys? Which right. ones are the other guys? Yeah. Uh, well, I got a 72, which is... That is a success for me, but just barely. And I think Bob killed it. I didn't even roll yet. I didn't bother. Oh. That, that was a D10. That was for my... Uh... Oh, D10. Oh, yeah, that was for my Persuade. I figured I'd get that out of the way, and I got a lousy three. Jesus. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tristan? Um, how, so, just just in terms of numbers, we're talking about half a dozen Europeans running the expedition, probably half a dozen guards, and then 20 or so just laborers and workers. Does that sound about right? That sounds about right. Yeah, cool. That sounds kind of crappy. Well, uh, I can take out the guards before they know what's happening. So. Oh, all right, cool. Well, not, I could, not all six, but I could put a dent in that number. Yeah. I'm sure I could help Hyper with that, rifle. too. Well, maybe Roddy <laughs> sneaks had in. Two rifles. Well, I'm going to go up in close, probably, oh, okay, with yeah. Roddy and watch his back. And yeah. if anyone assaults us, I have my trusty shotgun. All right. Roddy's been pretty successful in this kind of stuff for some reason. Nobody can quite figure out... And also, we've got the uh, immortal Thea. Is it possible? Is the sand too loose for her to um, dig uh, a tunnel underneath the fence? Yeah, she's not used to digging in this type of uh, okay. medium, so yeah, yeah she's ask. not going to be she's not going to be very uh, adept at digging through sand. Okay, 
Oh, I figured it'd just collapse in anyway. Yeah, it's not going to do any good. She'll just bury herself. But if it turns out that the fence is electrified, we could use her to just dig it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> just doing a Magnus there for us. Right. Uh, are there dogs? Spitting bees? No, no, no. <laughs> Killer bees? So, that's sounding pretty good, broadly. We haven't yeah. seen any mummy kicking around here. <laughs> and, and Murph, I did make that spot hidden to pinpoint them. Okay, so you would recognize which tent Broadmoor and Clive went into. Okay. I'll point that out to uh, yep. yeah. to the others. I assume we're making a bit of a map here or noting down stuff. Yeah. I assume um, you've got enough yeah. time to where you could fucking plot the whole goddamn thing out if you wanted to. Yeah. Now my now, question is, do we care about killing the Europeans here? Yeah, see, I'm not sure. I, now, are we pretty confident that there are only six Europeans in there? Mm, well, no. For a few we hours. know that the six members of the, uh, well, the you, Clive the party. You have six members of the Clive party. You only see five Europeans in this camp. Okay. I'm pretty confident. They're, they're keeping this fairly tight, obviously. They've got security. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Um, <laughs> the reason they're keeping it pretty tight could also be just because they had a huge theft um, of this mummy, and it's not entirely unreasonable for a dig site to be guarded. Right. So, I mean, this, oh, is, absolutely. Not, this is not out of the norm, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, granted, the reason we're worried about them is that they're digging up this mummy and they want to steal that artifact. Right. So that I'm, makes, I'm that reasonably makes, convinced that's what makes it Yeah. I'm reason, but I'm not convinced enough to shoot them on sight. Right. Um, I'm happy to it, kill people to break into this place. Do I understand from what you just said, Murph, that the mummy was stolen from the Clive expedition? It was stolen out of the base of that fucking pyramid right there. Yeah, it was reported. Okay, it, it was reported stolen from them. Okay, so they don't have the mummy. No, no but the way, we've been I'll told this, the way that this works, right? When you find something like that, they have to bring in the antiquities guys, right? Who they had on site. Mm -hmm. Those were the guys who were guarding it. Okay, mm -hmm. this is what you learned from the article that you read. We'll say. But uh, basically, they had uh, those guys were guarding it. Something happened during the night. Uh, the guards were incapacitated, and the entire mummy and sarcophagus is gone. And there's only one entrance into and out of right. this tomb, and one entrance into and out of the um, out of the camp, and no one saw anything come out of the tomb, and no one saw anything leave the camp. Okay. And this is, and this is not just from Clive Party witness reports. This is from you know the Egyptian Antiquities Authority, hmm. who was on site as well. So the only question I have for the my uh, fellow um, adventurers is, why are we going to attack this site if the mummy's not there? What are we looking for? Because these people 
I think this was an inside job. I think they lost the mummy for convenience, so it didn't have to go to the museum to be stored as an artifact. Right, that's the only reason that we were told. Well, also remember the class party is actually a Pinhu Foundation expedition. Okay. Oh. That helps too. That helps too. That's why we you guys initially that. thought they were cultists yeah, to start we with. But you just forgot, yeah. Right, and then yeah. we also, because we've heard of them being after this other artifact, that's that's okay. really why we're here. Okay. Yeah. But so there's too many things mind, pointing to I'm them. I'm convinced these guys are cultists. They might just right. be suckers, right? Right. They might just be well-paid suckers who have you know, done the bidding of the cult without being in right. the circle. Just right. betraying humanity right. for money. Oh, uh, I'll give they you know that. It's entirely possible. They just be like, find this. Here's, you know, 500 pounds just to lose it. Right. Here's, take, there's an artifact in this in this mosque that's very, you know, it'd, it'd be a shame if they were to lose it. Why don't we take it under our protection and have it in the British Museum? We'll pay well to get this. They... They might not be evil. I'm not saying I know they're not evil, but I have a, I have a few doubts. Yeah, you about have that. doubts. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. As long as you go in with that knowledge, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I'm gonna hit you for murder, just for the record. I mean, you start murdering. How about workers. murdering guards? If you, the only way I'll let you get away with murder. I don't. I don't want you to get away with murder, personally. You're gonna take a sand loss for murdering somebody. You will. <laughs> Depending on who and what the situation is, it can be one d10 or one d20. If you just outright murder a motherfucker for no reason, it's gonna be a one d20 loss. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gonna do when I go in with Bob is I'm gonna have my shotgun slung around my back, my pistol in my holster, and. Just brandishing my brass knuckles so that you know I can just oh, knock some fools they out, killed, and then if it comes to it, I can brass knuckles too, so it's no big deal. Yes. I can, I can. We've killed swing. many people with our fists. Yeah, but I don't need and, to kill them, and none of them on purpose. None of them was on purpose. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna knock them out. Okay, you murdered him. Oh, caved in his skull. Let's see. Then that's not first degree. That's right. That's only manslaughter. Yeah. So um, what I could do here, talking plans, I'm not sure if we want to do this right now or try and wait and do it later, but I could Let's cause a distraction and try and get most of these guards off. But if I do that, there's going to be the remaining guards will go on high alert. So we only counted, what, about a half a dozen guards, really? There's only yeah, six. Six, say, five, let's say. There might be a few um, more maybe in the pyramid. I mean, you have to take into account that, that there's probably six armed guards, but there's very real possibility that the Europeans are armed as well. Right. So, I mean, you can't assume that they're just, you know. But if they start firing upon us, well, then that's self-defense for sure, and we shouldn't take any sand loss for that. What's the... Man, I almost think what's I, that might might not be a bad idea to just try and go talk to, to uh, Clive face to face at the gate. Tell him, look, we need to talk, and uh, make some accusations, and then see how he reacts. 
Yeah, we could go back, get in the car, drive up to the gate. Well, how about you guys do that, and I'll stay up here and cover you, and we'll okay. have like a hand signal or something. Yes, the shot. If stuff gets out of hand, I'll try and help you out. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So um, Bob and Max, you two get in the car, you drive around to the gate, uh, and stop in front of it. Do you get out or stay in? Or there's two guards at the gate right here. Get out. I'm gonna get out. Bob, you can get out. I'm gonna stay there with the car running. Okay. Acting like the driver. All right, so uh, Bob, you get out, you walk up to the guards, and they uh, speak English and ask you, you know, what can I do for you? Why are you here? Uh, we're here to see uh, Dr. Clive. We have uh, some information uh, about a item that he might be looking for. Um, just a moment. And one of the guards walks off, and about five minutes later, uh, an, an older gentleman... Um, Dressed in European garb, still not in a expedition garb. You know, he has a suit and tie on. Um, walks out of a tent and up to the gate and introduces himself as um, Dr. Clive, Dr. Henry Clive. Hello, sir, Dr. Henry Clive. Uh, my, my name, sir, is uh, Roddy Mason. Um, what I've come to talk to you about, sir, is a pair of items that you've been looking for, one of which you had and have lost, and another which you, I believe, tried to obtain and was unable to. Um, perhaps you might know what I'm talking about, Pierre. Um, I'm sorry, you're catching me unawares. I mean, I know that we had the theft, and that's been all over the news, but what are you talking about, the other item? What do you mean? A, um, a girdle. You had, uh, I believe, uh, Knight of Christ's mummy, and you were pursuing a, a girdle. Um, did the girdle have a name? No, the not a fancy name that we know. No. No, the a, a girdle the that you... Chris. Yes, the girdle of yeah, yeah. Knight of Chris. Does any of this ring a bell? Knight of Chris? Um, I'm sorry. I, I know that we might have found a mummy of Knight of Chris, but that was what was stolen. I have no idea what you're talking about, this girdle thing. Can I make a psychology a check while, while they're... No, uh... Max, you're not close enough to make psych roll. Yeah, why don't you get out of the uh, car and join me? Well, I, I don't gonna think say, this I'm is going to devolve into a gunfight. Watch, watching them through the windshield. Seeing, seeing how he's reacting to what Bob's talking to him about. Yeah, you're still too far away, I'm going to say. Okay. Partially obstructed. All right, I'll get out of the car and go walk over there. Yeah, you can ask some questions, too. Uh, when this... We're, quite honestly, we're looking to discover who stole the mummy from you. Do you have any information on that at all that we could... Who uh, are you? Why, why are you here? What is your... What's your reasoning for asking this? I mean, what authority do you have here? No more authority than any anybody else, uh, Dr. Clive. What authority do you have here? Well, I mean, I have a, a writ of uh, expedition from the Egyptian Antiquities Department. Do you have anything like that? Are you working in conjunction with the Egyptian authorities? 
Um, we are You're here on behalf of the government. Oh, Christ! What's the name of the woman? What's the name of the woman back in uh, New York? It's Eric Carlisle. Huh? Sorry. Eric Carlisle. Erica oh. Carlisle. Uh, we're working on behalf of uh, Erica Carlisle, sir. I'm certain you've heard of her. Carlisle. I haven't haven't even thought of the Carlisles in quite a while. Um, what what do you what does the Carlisles want to know about our expedition? Well, it's not your expedition specifically, sir. It's the items that you have unearthed during your ex your expedition that um, Mrs. Carlisle would be interested in, um, specifically the mummy of. Uh, what does Erica Carlisle want with the mummy of Nidacris? Potentially the mummy of Nidacris. She wants to make sure that it it is not used in a way that uh, is detrimental to the you know the, the people of Egypt. Look, this is ridiculous. Um, I, I'm not really sure what's going on, but the Carlisles were at least known to me. Um, so, sir, do, I'm sorry to interject here, but uh, uh, <laughs> Oswald McDonough um, was just wondering, uh, did, did you have any thoughts on or ideas on who stole this? from you and how they got in here? It's just so strange, the story about I guess there was no trace of them. And with only one way in or out, it's just it's a very interesting case. Um, oh, fuck it. Uh, look, just come on in and we'll make some tea. Oh, be that would be... Talk about this. That would be lovely. Instead of in the heat, for God's sake. All righty, I guess we uh, follow him in. Uh, he leads you over to a, um, a a tent, a rather large tent. It seems to be like a probably like the communal mess or something like that. Uh, and sits down at a table and says, mm -hmm. "Look, I, you know, you have absolutely no reason to be asking these questions, but as a favor to Erica Carlisle, I'll go ahead and answer some of it. You know, um, here's the deal: we found a mummy in the base." of Menhara's pyramid, you know, the small pyramid which we're right up against here. Uh, there was a secret chamber underneath. Um, it was there, you know, we, we found it, we don't know who it was, there was no hieroglyphs uh, to identify it, there was no funerary trappings, there was really nothing in there to tell us who it was. So we prepared, we made preparations with the Egyptian Antiquities Authority to remove the casket uh, and for the mummy to be removed by the Egyptian authorities. Um, the only thing that was found inside the casket itself, in the sarcophagus, was, was this ornate uh, gold coffer uh, containing papyrus scrolls. Um, but that, unfortunately, the scrolls were completely you can't read them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or pronounce them. <laughs> right, or pronounce them. 
Um, they weren't sealed properly whenever they were, whenever they were interred, so it, it, we couldn't discern anything from that. So I mean, we we went about trying to get this mummy out, uh, going through the channels we have to go to. Three nights later, we all hear these horrible screams coming from the inside the pyramid, and when we finally got there, um, the mummy was gone, the sarcophagus was gone. Uh, and the two Egyptian police guards that were inside were completely missing. Um, we've not seen the guards, we've not seen the mummy, we've not seen anything, and everybody's, you know, they assume that they're dead at this point. But the, the funny thing is that we heard the screams, and then we ran straight over. And an Egyptian sarcophagus with a mummy in it, I mean, it weighs a couple of tons. And how in the hell... It got out of there that quickly. I cannot begin to fathom. Exactly why that makes this I case mean, it, so interesting. It's, it's almost impossible. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the authorities were contacted immediately. They came in and investigated. They were able to determine that you know the dust in the corridors were actually completely <laughs> undisturbed, except you, for the footsteps of our expedition members and the, the guards that were there on duty. So, other than those two policemen that were there and are still missing, have you had any other employees that have not shown up for work? or? No, absolutely not. Do you have the names of these two policemen? No, I don't know their names. Why would I know their names? They were just policemen that were put on duty by the Egyptian authorities. Excuse me for asking. Well, <laughs> Mr. Clive. Snarky answers. Are you familiar with a gentleman by the name of Omar Shakti? Omar I Shakti. believe he's a brotherhood priest. I, a brotherhood? What are you talking about? Uh, the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Now Can I make a psychology role on that? <laughs> sure. I would imagine these guys are now out of sight of me as well. Yeah, you cannot see them at all. Yeah. yeah. That's a success by half. By half. Um, he seems. I mean, his actions seem to be lining up with what he's saying, but it's hard. You're you're having a hard time getting a read on him in general. Because he's just kind of is pissed off that we're even there. Well, mainly because uh, he has the definite air of the English aristocracy about him, and you don't. And so there's that social gap that you might be inferring as right. talking down to his lessers, you know, which is almost implied at this time and age. Mm -hmm. So you're you're having a hard time discerning what outside of that what's going on. Like, you might just be annoyed that he's having to talk to you who has nothing to do with anything. Well. Well, is there Boz, he seems to know nothing. Um, you can... I can show you around the dig a little bit if you want. I mean, oh, that would be nice. Thank you. Once oh, we're done, yeah. you're gonna have to. 
I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And uh, I'd appreciate it if you're not coming back. I mean, where it's it's already troubling enough. You know, we lose credit for having a mummy disappear under our noses. It makes us kind of look bad. So. Well, it would be nice to have a look around. Um, maybe if it's not too much trouble to see where you found that the mummy. Yes. Sure. Sure. No problem. Um, he collars over at a younger man who comes over. Um, he's a tall, lean, blonde English guy um, in his safari getup, basically. Uh, he's got a weird glint in his eye. Both of you make a psychology roll yeah. on him, please. I don't think I made it. I think I'm. Ooh, I made it. Just a regular success, yeah, though. I didn't do it. Nope. Roddy, you just hate this guy. <laughs> right off the Ozzie, top. You hate this guy because you can tell that from your years working in the police, you hate this guy because he's a fucking sadist. And you can just tell just by the way he's walking up to you. Hmm. I can smell death around him. Oops, sorry. Sorry. Right. Um, uh, you know, he Clive says, Martin, can you just show these gentlemen the the, uh, the secret room we found under the pyramid there where the, where the mummy was at? And, sure, no problem. And he... Uh, he starts walking off in the direction of the pyramid. Okay. okay. Uh, I notice that he's got a riding crop in his hand, which he kind of smacks into his other hand. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> against his or thigh. Or against his boot or something of that nature. Snap, snap. Well, I'd say we follow him. I'm fuming the whole time. I'm getting pretty pissed. I don't like this guy one bit. I just want him to say something I don't like. But for the security of the group, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm not talking to him. All right, so you eventually get back to the base of the uh, pyramid, uh, and you can see where they've dug out an area at the base of the pyramid, which opens up into a door. Um, once you go into that, you can see everything's pretty much caked in dust. Uh, and there's a few footsteps in the, in the dust between here and this room that's at the end of the corridor. Um, he walks down the corridor uh, into this large open room. It's probably you know, 15 foot square. Um, and in the middle is kind of a, um, a plinth or you know, a slab raised up off the floor and says, well, this is where the sarcophagus was located. And as you can see, there's not here now. And so the only footsteps that were there, is, is there multiple or is it just... I mean, there's a number of steps, but they were all easily identifiable. There wasn't many okay. people who came down here. And so there's no steps from anyone that they couldn't identify? Correct. Okay. Makes it even weirder. So yeah. Roddy's going to be looking at the walls, walking around, looking at the walls, looking at the floor around the plinth, just seeing if he notices anything, you know, secret doorway of, you know, 
anything. He's just doesn't have any. He's grasping at straws. Yeah, I'll have a look around as well. All right, hang on just a second. Uh-huh. Can't remember. I'm looking for one particular thing here. Make me a spot hidden, Roddy. Both of you, if you're looking around. Okay. Ooh, nice. A seven. Yeah, and I made it too. About close, 71. Which is, I think, an impale? Probably pretty good. One-fifth. If it's 35, you impaled. No, it's way higher than that, so yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You impaled to 35. Yeah. Impaled. So where were you looking, Ozzy? Um, I was looking. I wanted to look around the plinth, and then, and then probably around the walls. In the room. Yeah. All right. You uh, you look there. You don't really see anything out of uh, out of ordinary. Nothing. Nothing really to put you off at all. Everything looks. You know, it looks like a tight, stone-hewn room. Okay. What about the passage uh, before the room? Yeah. I'm going to walk um, down the passage, too. You can make another spot hidden if you want. Alrighty. And while we're doing this, can I kind of keep an eye on uh, Martin and see yeah. how he's reacting or acting? And I make it, again, uh, not quite half. Yeah, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary here either. It looks like a solid stone structure built into the base of the pyramid. Okay. If that'll be all, gentlemen. well, Well, were you around when this happened, Martin? Yes. Um... It's quite strange, don't you think? No tracks? No trace? Look, uh, it is strange, but why don't we just uh, move this along, okay? Uh, Man, you were told to help us. No, I was told to show you the base of the pyramid, which I've done. So if you kindly get out, unless I have to call the authorities again. Again? Who Who did you call the authorities on before? When the mummy went missing, moron. Oh, so you were the one that reported it to the authorities. We all reported it to the authorities. Now, I don't have time for this. Come on, let's go. Roddy is starting to move towards him. Unless he is stopped, he is going to hit this fellow with a blackjack. Unless he's stopped. Uh, yeah, I would uh, interpose myself and say, all right, well, so just, I, think, uh, I, I, think, I think we're finished here. Thank, thank you, Martin. Fuck him. He just turns and walks off after you have left the base of the pyramid. Now, he does walk off, by the way. Yeah, okay. So then we'll stay stay there and, and look around. Uh, there are some other tents. Uh, in fact, you know which one has the woman in it, and you know which one Clive had gone in. Uh, and those are separate tents? Clive <laughs> and, and the woman tent? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll just, like, uh, go uh, into the woman tent 
and pretend like I, I mean, oops, I, I'm sorry, I thought I was going into Clive's tent. Okay. I, yeah, so I'll just like wander into that tent. All right, uh, the tent's kind of set up like uh, it's got a lot of crazy crap hanging around, dream catchers and strange carpets hanging on the tent walls and stuff like that. Uh, the floor is entirely covered in carpets. Uh, it looks fairly comfortable in here, actually. Um, but sitting at a small little round table in the middle of the tent is a elderly um, British woman. Oh, uh, I'm... I'm sorry. Um, excuse me. Sorry. Yes, excuse I was, you. I uh, must be in the wrong tent. I was looking for uh, Dr. Clive. Um, who are you? Um, Oswald McDonough. I was speaking with him about uh, the incident that happened, the theft. What, uh, what, are you with the British authorities, or do they have some reason to be investigating this? Uh, no, it's another interested party. Uh, the, he just had Martin show me the, uh, and, and my associate, the antechamber where, where you found the mummy. I was just on my way to go say goodbye and thank you to him. Uh, oh. I must have walked into the wrong tent. Who are you, uh, miss? I'm sorry? No, Agatha Broadmoor. Oh, pleasure to meet you, Miss Broadmoor. And uh, so it looks Newell. like you've made, made yourself quite at home out here in the desert. Oh, well, you've got to do what you've got to do, I guess. And Roddy comes into the tents as well now. Oh, and, and he's sort of staring in interest at uh, Miss Broadmoor. Um, <laughs> right, he comes in and just stares her down. Well, no, no, you know, she's a medium. And, and Roddy's right. been to the dreamlands. He's sort of been around a bit. And, and uh, you know, maybe he senses something in her. Nothing specific, but, you know, just enough to get his interest. Um, is there something oh, I can help you gentlemen with? So, sorry, speaking so of my associate, you, what were you looking for with the mummy? Were you trying to figure out what happened to it again? Yes, well, it's just so strange. There's no trace in, of anything. Uh, the theft or the guards or anyone else other than your people going in or out. It's just very, very strange. Yeah, well, I agree. It is, it's a tragedy as well. Oh, yes, I, yes. Such a great find like that. Oh, the find. The hell with the find. I was hoping to exercise the demon of Nauticris from that mummy so that nothing else would have to go wrong here, but that looks oh. like that's not going to happen. What's been going wrong? Has there been... No, this is a great evil that needed to be taken care of. Really? We, we hadn't heard we anything about time. that. No, the, the theories surrounding this uh, pharaoh, queen, Nidocris are rather appalling. Hmm. Very interesting. So I would like to hear more. Uh, unless um, unless well, we're imposing. Excuse well, me, Mr. Rodmore. Oh, are you aware yes. of the black pharaoh? Oh, yes. Have you had dealings opposing him, I hope? Opp 
opposing him? Well, I mean, I would like to see that mummy destroyed, but opposing him directly? No, not at all. Okay. It seems like a pretty good idea to not openly oppose the Black Pharaoh. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> um, now, have you heard of the uh, Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh? Obviously. Yes, I've heard of the Brotherhood. Hmm. I have a sneaking suspicion they, they may be the ones that have taken this from Mr. Clive. You're wrong, actually. I, I think it's some supernatural entity was involved, actually, with taking the, the mummy. Some, something ancient and utterly unfathomable. Hmm. I'll tell you something else. I'm pretty sure there's a, a, a passage that leads from that chamber to somewhere else. Yes. Maybe one of the other pyramids or something of that nature, but that would explain quite a bit for me as well. Yes, it seems the only option. Uh, unless your supernatural theory uh, was the case, it seems the only viable option for something of that big to be stolen that way. What is your interest in... The Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. Um, we've had a negative interactions with them. Negative interactions. Well, I can understand that. So, we heard about uh, the theft of the mummy, and it uh, seemed as though something they might ha have their hands or association in play. Yeah, I would agree, and I, I still think that there's a passage down there, but the, the district police were down there for three days trying to find it, and they never came up with it, so maybe well, I'm wrong. Would, would you... I'm I'm not sure if that would impose... Maybe maybe you could take us down there again to look uh, if you wanted to. I, Martin was... Uh, I'm not sure know, if you know Martin. He seemed somewhat unfriendly. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, I'll be honest, uh, I'm not supposed to leave the tent right now, so... Um, that's not probably a good idea. I'd rather not upset anyone. I'm not supposed to leave the tent. Uh, yeah, it just it's the heat of the day. The my health suffers, so I'd rather not get out in the in the open ah. air. Ah, yes. Well, do you, Miss Broadmoor, do you know of a way to locate the passage? No, I have no idea. Okay, thank you. Hmm. Would you like some tea? No, oh, yes, thank yes, you. thank you. She makes tea. We drink tea. Well, uh, what else have you? Do you have any other information about uh, the tales or tale behind uh, Nidocris? We've uh, we've heard so we've heard some rumors about some sort of girdle that that's part of her. Story. Oh, yes, the girdle. Yeah. Uh, the girdle of Nidocris. When combined with the crown of Nidocris and the necklace of Nidocris, all placed upon the mummy, or is what it's required to raise Nidocris back to life. Ah. The, uh, so there's a crown and a necklace required yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah, but I imagine the Brotherhood would be rather interested in getting its hands on all three of those. Ah, yes. Yes, indeed. Has there ever been any mention of any of those items ever being 
found. Oh, no, no, I. It's all legend, that. correct? This is just all sounds like. Oh no, it's not. Legend. It's, it's it's definitely true, and that's that's why I was here to make sure that Nidacris never came back. So you know, if they can't raise the spirit of Nidacris, then she can't enter the mummy, and then everything's fine. Hmm. Huh. Seems like they make a good choice in uh, including you in their uh, expedition. Yeah, well, they they paid they paid me to accompany the expedition because I'm capable of contacting the spirits of the dead by trance. But so I might have had some knowledge from the other world on how to locate certain things. But really, the real reason I agreed was so that I could get rid of the spirit of Nidacris once and for all. And the Doctor Clive knows this, or? No, old fool doesn't know anything. Hmm. What do you know about this Martin character? Uh, you just be better off just staying away from Martin. Hmm. Look, it's it is getting rather hot. I mean, I uh, I would like to take a nap now, gentlemen, if if, if you don't mind. Oh yes, certainly. certainly. Thank you very much for your help. Yes, sure. yes, sure. you've been very friendly and very helpful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You just. Roddy just reaches out to shake hands with her. Sure, she shakes your hand. Okay, thank you. Well, should we go back to the... Yeah. Uh, to the uh, At this point, uh, Martin comes up. I thought you were leaving. Uh, yes, I, we were on our way to uh, say goodbye to... Um, and thank you to Dr. Uh, Live. It Clive. won't be necessary. Come on, it's time for you to go. We're locking down the uh, the camp for the evening. No one can be inside. Oh, very well. Um, lead the way. And he leads you out to the front gate. You see, like, the last one going out. <laughs> letting you out, and then he's locking you <laughs> in front of him. He's staying in with the rest of everyone else. All right, so off we go. Yep, go drive off, pick up uh, the man missing fingers and Claude, and head back to town. So the drive back. That all sounded like pretty good news. Really? Yeah, we we t fill you in on what we got out of the place. That uh, there's a possibility for a hidden chamber. chamber. Yep. We couldn't find it. Um, that um, Martin Winfield is a real jerk, but it's impossible to like him. And yeah, do you believe him? Believe who? Uh, more specifically. Mm, it seems like in the it's hard to read. Hard to read. Yeah, because there's only two ways that could have gone out of there. You never uh, tried to read that either. So, I mean, you didn't make a psychology role. I'll let you make one right now for her if you wanted to. Wait, on uh, Broadmoor. Oh, a psychology on Broadmoor. I'm sorry. I, I thought he was talking about um, Clive. No, no, no. I'm, I'm asking about Agatha specifically because she's the one that gave you all the stuff. It's like, oh, I really want to help stop right. the stuff. Yeah. No, I guess I didn't uh, make a psychology on that. No. Should have.
Murph gave me the opportunity to do I can retcon that, Murph. Yeah, I'll let you do one right now, because it would have been something you would have done. That's a success. She's completely... She seems completely on the up and up. It seemed like it. Yeah. From the way you were playing it. Somewhat somewhat frightened of Martin Winfield. Well, who wouldn't be? The bit I still don't understand, though, is why they want the um, the girdle. Well, it's one of the three pieces. Right. There's there's yes. three there's two more pieces to create the ritual that to... we don't know the location of. Right. We, we know the the mummy's been stolen. We know where the girdle is. And there's a crown and a necklace. Yeah. She mentioned at one point you say purifying uh, the mummy of Nidicris. Do we know how that is done? No. He was referencing her own ability to exercise the spirit of Nidicris. Yes. Drive it from the mummy. Send it to where it I'm should go. I'm not sure why they want all these things. So I take it she's stuck in the camp for a while anyway. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, you guys got the feeling that while she might not have admitted it, that she's Almost under house arrest. Right. Yeah, yeah, she couldn't leave the. the That's uh, why. It, it sounded strange the when she put it that way. She said, "I'm not. Su- I'm not supposed to be out of my tent right now." Yeah, because of her health, is how she put it. Well, <laughs> if you guys think she's in the up and up, we want her with us. Right. 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 I think she's oh, yeah. a good ally. Seems like she has a lot of knowledge in this area. All right. And we still got to find out in there as well about Gardnersprecht and Van Hulvenen and whatever his name is. Now and we do. also, I think, we want to get back inside that chamber one more time. Yeah. You know, and take a just tap on the walls. Do such sounds. Like, the only the only other alternative is something that's a little too powerful, I think, for us to to face. You know, big 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 hoodoo magic. Hmm. Now, um, hang on, see. There still is the uh, Clive had mentioned that he had brought in the Egyptian Antiquities Authority, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you know all of those guys roll through the, um, they all go through the Egyptian yeah. Museum. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta go to the museum. That was yeah. Sooner well, or later we gotta go there. Yeah, I agree. We need to get to the museum, but what's our game plan at the museum? I think it's try and get some amount of legitimacy and get um, whatever her name is. I want to say Masters, but that's the wrong one. Agatha. Yeah. Yeah, Agatha. Yeah. I'm thinking thinking for Broadmoor. Yeah, Broadmoor. Yeah. Get her on our side. Hmm. Maybe say, hey, you know, maybe it would be more valuable for her to. Help us, yeah. Then to help them. What would happen? What would happen, Murph, if a um, 
like a, a, a writ, whatever formal license they have was revoked, what would happen then? Oh, they would have to leave the uh, they would dig have to site. leave the location. Yeah, the dig site. But it would, I mean, there generally would be a period of days before they would have be forced to do so. Right. Would we have enough clout? But to get that done? they would probably be forced to stop any and all work immediately until it's figured out. Um. One thing you would have realized going in there is that they, no one is working right now. Oh. Everything has yeah. stopped because of the theft. Okay. Hmm. Well, we need to get back in there to check that chamber. I think that's the only way we're going to figure out how they took the mummy. Yep. I'm going to have to do another visit. Only this time it'll have to be more clandestine. <laughs> Or we could go to the museum, get... See, the other thing is we don't have an Egyptologist or archaeologist with us. Right. But we go to the museum, we, we drum someone like that up, and we come back in an official capacity that they can't say no to. You could go do something really dumb, get somebody killed, and then replace them with an archaeologist. <laughs> I don't like that idea. Or an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, I do kind of think we you know we need someone who can speak the language and has vaguely the right set of skills. But um, that's cool. We might be able to swap someone out for that. What about um, hmm? Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, they don't own that site, so yeah, if we have the legal capacity to. Of course, you guys have no contacts to speak of here. So I'm no, that's here. part of the problem. A chance of if we go to the Egyptian Museum, maybe we can drum some of that up. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even even that, it would be really impressive if you were able to pull that off. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you that. Well, get ready. <laughs> A bunch of ones. Right. Um... Well, we can always go stop by the how, museum and see. Yeah. Do you know what, um, Broadmoor, is she hired by them? Is she just a... Obviously, she's under basically arrest now. Yeah, but so she said she was, she was uh, paid by them. Hmm. I wonder why they wanted her in the first place. Because she knew where some things were and had the ability to contact the other side and confirm. So I think that Clive probably knew he was, ooh, maybe, maybe Clive does know what he's looking for. And that's why he contacted her, because he knew something about it being hidden somewhere in the pyramids. So he's, like, using her as the resource to find the artifacts. But she wants to... Destroy it. An exorcism. Right. She also said that he's a fool, old fool that doesn't know anything. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So. But I guess what it comes back to for me is, why are we told they want something out of this mosque? Right. Right. If she wants to purify it, she shouldn't need all the things. Right. Yeah. Who? So why are we being redirected and pointed to the Clive? Right. Well, I mean, you've got. There's four things here total. You've got you got to have the mummy, you know, the girdle, the crown, and the 
um, necklace. necklace. So, I mean, you got to have all four of them. Yeah, yeah, but not to purify them. I mean, to raise the mummy, you need that. Yeah, but she wasn't talking about... I keep You keep using the word purify. I don't know where you got that, but um, she was talking about exercising the spirit. Exercises. But that was her own personal agenda. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Clive's agenda. Necessarily true. Well, she told him. I, I agree with you, but we don't we don't have evidence to support that theory. Right, but that's yeah. what she said exactly. Yeah, that's the lines we're thinking on. Because why would she, if if her if she was trying to exercise the spirit of Nidacris from this mummy, she wouldn't need any of the other stuff. So the no, second Clive is like, "Hey, could you help me? Maybe use your magic to find where this uh, girdle is." She should have been like, "Why do you want said girdle?" I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't know that. That seems like a bad idea to have that and put it near the mummy. That's just asking for trouble. But again, you're not sure that's why she was actually brought there. Right. Her her version of exercise might mean raised from the dead. Who knows? Yeah. Of course, mm. you did. You you were fairly certain she was honest about that piece. Yeah, and she did right. specifically say she wanted to exercise the spirit rather than allow it to be raised from the dead. I'm right. pretty sure. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. So we need to break out, um, <laughs> break Agatha out from whatever she's in, because she's in with bad. If she's on our side, and people are holding her hostage, which means they are not on our side. Right. Hmm. Well, she did say she was in poor health. So I thought that was more of an excuse to stay inside. That she was just giving that to us. <clears throat> that she's she's being sort of held under house arrest, but she doesn't want to say that. So she says, right, so "I'm in my health, and I, I don't want to go out right, and eat." Okay. But if, but if we went we, back, uh, it'd be after dark anyway. Yeah, right. so it, we, it's probably like dusk-ish now, right? <laughs> it's dark just now. watch the camp? It's dark? It's dark now, yeah. We've got a layout of the camp. Is her tent, like, right up against anywhere we could cut some wire and, you no. know, zip in the back, right in the middle or something? No. It's kind of in the middle, yeah. Most of the tents are kind of centered in the middle. There's a, there's a, at least a, you know... 10 or 15 yards between the tents and, and or any structure and the fence line. Hmm. I was thinking along the lines of sneak in there and sneak her out. You can do that. So, uh, what are y'all planning for this evening? I mean, do you want to just go and sleep on it, or you want to... It would be awesome if we could sneak in and investigate the chamber again. Yeah, the only (laughs) problem... Excuse me. (laughs) The only problem with sneaking her out is her sneak. Right. You know, if I go in on my sneak, which is pretty good, I keep hitting, but she keeps missing. Yeah. Well, I could cause a distraction. Uh, well, why don't why don't hey, sneak. so yeah. Tristan? Why don't we do that? <laughs> why don't you and I sneak in and go and investigate the chamber? 
while Bob mm-hmm. sneaks in and gets um, Blackmore out. Because she's going to be impossible to get out. Here's, here's my broad plan, right? If you guys want to sneak back in again with some flashlights and what will happen, and I'll stick up, I'll post up here again. You guys sneak around, try and investigate, try and break her out, whatever. If you guys get into trouble, you can use the flashlights to signal you want a distraction. Or if I start hearing gunshots, I can try and shoot people to stop uh, me. Okay. Uh, I, I do have to decent dark. Sneak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it is dark. Yeah. So shooting with a rifle in the dark is going to be nigh on impossible at distance. Yeah. I've uh, I've got a decent sneak otherwise. I can definitely go in there with you. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you come with yeah, us? So, I mean, like I'm saying, I, maybe Tristan and I go and investigate the chamber while Bob tries to get her, so that way, you know, Make a, um, we're s- split in case. What, what, what would you guess her sneak is, Murph? Uh, for a 70-year-old lady? Yeah. Uh, you can pretty much guarantee it's a nothing. Yeah, because you see, <laughs> both of us have to make the sneak to get out of there. I well, you could just, wrap her, we could wrap her what up. What if you carry her? So I'm, not your, I'm, not, I'm not very strong. Uh, I, would, I would imagine no, actually, I am now. if you're mm. leading her, right, if you're the one making the decisions about when to go or when to not go, you can probably have a decent shot. The other one is you could just start it, you could, you know, set a tent on fire and then run out of there in the computer. Right. <laughs> but then you guys should be outside. Either one of you should be with me and the other should be sitting with the car somewhere nearby. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Well, why don't we all go in? We'll have a look at the chamber, and then on the way out, we'll we'll try and grab. Make a spot hidden roll. Sure. Everybody. Yeah. And tell me where exactly you guys are at right now. Ninety-eight. We're back up on the June, I would think. Oh, I'm ninety-nine. We're we're on the ball. So I'm arguing with Archie. Bob. Um. Let's see which one you see. Hang on. So, Bob, y'all are up there on top of the dune on, uh, adjacent to the camp, and as y'all are arguing in the car about what in the fuck you should do next, you notice a long line of torches leading into the desert to the north, roughly north of where you're at now. North by northwest. Northeast, Look, rather. torches. <laughs> Open your eyes, guys. <laughs> That's not good. It's a, it, we can see it's a lion, so it's not coming a, a towards lot. us, right? Yeah, it's going to... A, it, it's dark, but you can still kind of make out the shape of the Sphinx in the distance. And you can tell that they're kind of pooling towards um, the ass end of the Sphinx, basically. What the heck? Hmm. Well... That's not a thing I'd heard about before in my time in Egypt, vaguely. I think that's probably the cult going out on a limb. Yeah. Which is a thing we can't really deal with now. 
Like I was, I was all for going there, but I can't take the shot in the dark. Make uh, make another spotted hidden roll. It's a bit better. No, that's, that's a success for me. Uh, you just noticed that two or three cars have left the camp in the direction of the Sphinx. That's good news. Uh huh. So the real cultists are gone. Wow. Which means now's the time to do this. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, let's and go. And, bonus, if we can figure out who is missing, we know yes. they're the cultists. Yes. All right, wow. Huge opportunity. Glad we stayed. Yep. yep. So we head towards the... Uh, somewhere away from the gate... Yeah, like, that's kind of, I, I, I'm assuming, for some reason in my mind, like a chain link fence. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll just cut through that with the wire cutters that we've got. That I mean, the gate, the gate itself is, is nothing more than like a, a pole, a weighted pole that pin, pivots down in place. Did, yeah. uh, so everybody left? There's no guards on the gate or anything? Uh, now that you look, you realize there's not any guards on the gate. What? Okay. Oh, uh, no. I'm sure hope she's still here. Yeah, we're alive. Uh, damn it. Um, well, let's get in there, and do you think we should go to her... I, well, I'll whisper to you guys. Yeah. Do you think we should go to her tent first now? Yes. I wasn't thinking that initially, but we do now to make sure yes. she's there. Yes, let's go to Broadmoor's... Uh, all right, as you go into the camp, you realize there's it, it looks deserted right now. There doesn't seem to be anyone about. Uh, as you what? get to her tent, you push open the tent flap, and you're greeted with an empty tent. Shit! Do we want to try and... <sighs> no, let's check we... the rest of the tents first. No, as well. I think we should go check the... The cat, the cavity now, or the um, yep, okay, yeah, the, the chamber. You want to do a cavity search? Is that what you're saying, man? <laughs> I've had lots of cavities and root canals. <laughs> I was thinking more of a TSA type thing, but okay. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> Don't worry, mind works. You guys can look. You have enough time to look. Go over it pretty good. Yeah, and look through everything if you want. Um, where where else did you want to did you want to go back into the hole then the cavity? I'd like to do a search of uh, Agatha's uh, yeah. room. Here's the thing: I'm not sure we have time to stick around here. We need to go get her from the cultists. So now we're gonna have a shoot of cultists. Well, we the problem the problem I have with it is she is uh, the only person who we know of that can exercised the spirit of Nidacris from this mummy. That's a thing we can't buy. That's a thing we can't find. Otherwise, we need her alive. Well, could we assume that they must need her for some reason as well? They, they probably want to sacrifice her, her because she's their enemy. Yeah, sure or, this or she might have knowledge that they don't have about yes. um, this Nidacris that they want. Yeah. 
You're right. They still need to find all the stuff, and she's uh -huh. the person to do it. She's the person. Right. She has the ability to contact the other side and get information. That's how she found Nidacris. But I would like to search your tent before we leave. All right, go ahead. Yes. What are you looking for, Bob? Oh, journals, um, you know, written material. Um, and I mean, if I... Some books that she brought along, um, that's really about it. Uh, some strange, like, medium occult paraphernalia crap. Okay, nothing, nothing that strikes me as special in any way. Okay. No, nothing that strikes as special Alrighty. as any way whatsoever. Now, do we want to hit the tomb real quick? Or no, I was, I'm pretty convinced with your line of reasoning there that she is not in any immediate danger because they still need her. Right. So, yeah, we can hang out here as long as we want, and this is probably the best opportunity we'll get. So let's take our time and search this entire place. All right. Yeah. All right, we should station one person as a lookout just in yeah, case well, they see cars returning. Who's got mm -hmm. the shittiest spot hidden? Mm. I have one spot hidden, I think. Mine's yeah. 75. Yeah, mine's 80. Yeah, 50. You bum. All right, big man. Okay. All right, so uh, you watch the door and the other two go down? Yep. <laughs> Same as you. Going to start in the, uh, the passageway going down. All right. And I just... Maybe, go ahead. I want you to tell me exactly where you're looking, and I'll give you one roll for each part. One roll okay. for the passage, one roll for the room. Okay. And I'm going to be honest, you're going to have to impale it. Okay. No, no problem. I mean, I'm looking at the um, right-hand side of the passage, and and uh, uh, Ozzy, why don't you take the left-hand side? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep, I'll take Unless you want the right-hand right side. Hand side. No, that's fine. I'll take the left-hand side. Okay. What, well, what I really wanted to do was grab, before we go in there, was grab a, a handful of sand so that when we're in the, the main chamber, like, throw it in the air and see if there's any, like, wind from any direction. There's, you know? some, like, plenty of dust you could kick up for that same reasoning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We just laid a match. Yeah, I mean, a couple of thousand years worth of dust. Yeah. I just rolled a 43, so I'm certain that's nowhere near good enough. It's a, it's a pass, but it's not nothing special. I got a 33, which is not an impale, but it's yep. more than half. Yep. Okay. Neither find anything. All right. So we head down, and we're going to try uh, Ozzy's trip. I really think, I, yeah, but I really think I'm looking, like, right at the plinth where the sarcophagus would have been. Okay. okay. So you search the like plinth. Around the, around the base of that. All right. No. Thirty. Another 30. half success, but no. Yep, and I'm going to check. Is the um, I'm going to check the, again. I'm going to check the right wall. Nope. Nope. Eighty-three. Yep. So there's a there's the wall with the door, the far wall, and the left wall. Yep. Which you want to do? We can both do the 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 far wall. Which do you want to do the? Uh, I suppose we could both do the, do the uh, entranceway wall. You could. I'll do the one near the door. I mean, since you're searching individually, technically you could each individually yeah. search each. Oh, wall. yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah. We'll let's start with the entryway then. Yep. Nope. Nope. 
That's a that's a success for me. But right, but it's regular. We got a pretty much impale. impale. Yeah, right. so unless it impales, don't 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 bother. Yep. So, <laughs> so now we'll on the next one, left wall. Left wall. No. 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 Okay. And the last right one, wall. no. I am impaled <clears throat> on the right wall. Nice. Okay. All right. So I'm afraid it's the um, back wall. You um <laughs> regular wall. <laughs> the regular wall. You actually do find a little something there. In just a second. Um, and you realize that there is a there's a strange brick. It's not just a brick. I mean, it's one of these giant stones, but it's slightly out of position with everything else that's in that wall. So that it, upon very close inspection, you can tell that it's a little bit off from what the rest of them are perfectly laid, and this one seems to be just slightly off from that. Ozzy, take a look at this this wall. You see this here? Yes. This slightly out of position stone. Very strange. They're meticulous builders. I don't think that's yeah. normal. So um, why, don't, why don't we get uh, get Claude in here and we'll give it a push? Yeah, go out, run up and grab Claude. Have you seen anything? Help us check it. Yep, give it a push. No All right, so sure. I guess we give it a push, Murph. Well, give me a combined strength roll. So what do we got for strength, guys? My strength is 15. Yeah. Uh, mine's uh, 16. Yeah, mine's 11. What is this? Are you doing some resistance table stuff, Matt? Yeah, give me a second here. No worries. Our combined is 42. Alright. So who wants to roll it? One of the strong probably should. Alright, well, since I have the strong... Alright, was that... What, what was yours, Claude? I'm slightly stronger. I'm, I'm 16. Okay. Alrighty. Roll it up. Eighty. So not great. Could have been worse. You rolled an eighty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happens. Well, we'll get some like pry bars or something, and try and get some leverage on this. Okay. Go ahead. You got plenty of time, you know what I mean, to go and dig around the camp for a price. <laughs> Somehow worse. Somehow yeah. worse. Eighty-four. Yeah, there's still you're you're. Uh... Okay, why I don't think we just shoving against this and it's not moving, right? It's not like. It's not like yeah, it's, it's not moving, yeah. Yeah. Ozzy, why don't you give it a go? Moves, right? <laughs> All right, so let me give it a go here. <laughs> you actually fall. You you slip and fall against the wall. Kept my tooth. Right. Here's the thing. As as Do we not. know this. Are you convinced this moves? Because it looks fairly sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Do you want to have a look at around the room and see if you notice maybe anything? Like maybe there's something, some sort of switch or something. I agree. 
So why don't you make some rolls and look around the room? I'll give it a go. Genius McGee, uh, Claude, let's see. So looking around, so what are the options here? You guys looked at walls and stuff. Walls um, and slab in the middle. Why don't you yeah. try the wall that uh, we sort of got that? In. Yeah, the wall that's in. Are there any like buttony type things or hieroglyphs with a button hidden in it? There are, there are no hieroglyphs at all in here. It's just smooth. smooth. Two, though. <laughs> oh, and a two? Yeah. Listen, okay, on a two... <laughs> you explode. <laughs> you tap the brick wig. <laughs> yeah, so you're... Um, it opens. How about that? Awesome. That sounds awesome. Jiggle it. Yeah, you jiggled it and it came out right open. It's like, look, guys, what's the fucking problem? <laughs> no, 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 it's it's the uh, classic. We're like, oh, and then I lean against a wall and you hear like yeah, something falls right through. <laughs> yeah, in fact, that's actually what happens. You know, you're you're fucking with it, and then you just kind of hit it in the right one sweet spot, and it just swings right open. Aha! Excellent. Revealing. And I get out my flashlight. Perfect situation for flashlights. Yep. yep. I always have a flashlight. Got those fog monsters in my mind. As long as we never um, go back to London, fog monsters shouldn't. That's all right. I'm scared of them. I agree, absolutely. From based on what you've said, but I guess what I'm saying is at least there's not much fog around Egypt in the that's desert. That's true. So, <laughs> but when there it's are open, it's, a, it's about. 10, 15 feet of a sloped stone slab going down. I say, I say we go in and follow it. Can we just? Turn it does it look like there's a, like a handle or anything on the inside, or like a catch or anything to swing it back out, so that we could no. close it behind us? Uh, you could. It pivoted in the middle, so you could push it back closed. Okay, yeah. and then. Potentially push it open again when we need to, yeah. <laughs> yes, potentially escape is a great That's why I said potentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just pick uh, up a little rock and set it so that it doesn't really close all the ways. No, but we don't want anyone coming back and knowing that we're in there, though. Well, or knowing that there's a secret passage there. Okay. So, so that our bodies are yeah, never found. I mean, you can... <laughs> you can close the door. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right. Right. I don't feel like we should close the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's not close the door until the other door opens. Mm-hmm. If we're going to close it at all. What other right. door? Well, I don't know. There, I assume there's another way out. Well, you don't know. You're, you see a slab going 15 yeah. feet down in the ground, and that's it. How, yeah. how thick is the door almost? Um, maybe two and a half, three inches. Okay. Let's grab a whole a bunch a of sledgehammers block, in other words. And, um, and, like, pry bars and put them on the other side of the door. Okay, that's right. Then I think we can close it. Okay. So you cool. put them where? On the, on the inside? Inside. The inside. So if we need to break our way out, we've got the right. tools. So maybe we grab put them in there food, and they slide down the stone, and they just you hear them clang somewhere in the darkness. 
I, I, I have it imagined that there was a little bit of a landing before no, it just went not. straight there's down. A, there's okay, a two we, and a half we, inch of a landing that's yeah. the literal width of the door, and then it's immediate straight slope sure. down. Okay. Well, we'll like just how big a degree? Um, it's not in. It's actually. It's like um. Ninety. <laughs> Ninety. <laughs> it's actually, but it's enough for them to slide. Yeah, yeah so that, we can drag it bring it back up with us. So like forty-five. Um, I'm not yeah, too we'll worried about having it right not, by the door. It's more like a forty, but still. Yeah. We we take them with us, right? That's all I'm worried about is that we have right. them That's accessible if we need them, and then okay. we can close the door. That's fine. And we take a bit of food and water if we get stuck down here as well. <laughs> so, so you want to go back for food and water now? <laughs> yeah, we, what have we got? Yeah. Okay. So go I, I, I mentioned food and water before, but the tool, so I've got a pry bar, sledgehammer, bit of food and water. I think that's it. Okay, that's fine. And our weapons, obviously. Just go in the hole, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We go in the hole. The All right. So um, you, you make your way down. It takes you a little while. Um, and whenever you get to the base... Uh, you notice that the the walls here are no longer cut, so they're more. Um, Cabin. No, it's it's strange. The 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 cavern kind of undulates up and down on the floor here. You know the tunnel does. Yeah. So you can't see very far ahead of you at one time. You can only see maybe ten or fifteen yards in front, and then you come up mm -hmm. to the top, and then you can only see. You know, the, yeah, what's the trough 10 or 15 yards. Yeah, so once you're down in the bottom, you can only see to the next hill. But the, mm -hmm. uh, the, the sides of it, it doesn't, it's not cut. It, it's something else is almost... Borrowed? No, borrowed's the wrong word. Like, almost like the sides have been melted away into this yeah. strange form, you know? Mm -hmm. um, also, um, let's see real quick. Uh, Tristan, as you get down there, uh, make me a sand roll, please. Sure. Because you, as you get into this section of the tunnel, yes. you realize that you did you pass? Yes. Uh, lose two. You realize that the walls are seems like they're like rhythmic, rhythmically moving in and out, you know, and they're undulating moving and to and fro and it's almost like like uh, the bronchial tubes of a lung or something that goes just mm. contracts and expands just slowly and you have this horrible fear that you're inside this living beast of some Absolutely. sort. Yeah. And so you've lost two sand because of that. Um, as you get down, uh, as you start along this, the, you know, it, it, you make a couple of windy turns along this strange um, path that you're along, and then eventually you arrive back at a larger corridor that has been cut into the rock. How long? How far do we think we walked? Like, um, fifty yards. Quarter mile. Fif sorry, fifty yards. Yeah, fifty hmm. yards. Okay, not very far at all. No, all right. not very far. Hmm. Well. Okay. We're going to mark where we came in. Like, just chip it into the stone or something. 
with another crowbars. So we can't get lost. Yep. And then keep and, going. Um, yeah. Pick a direction and go. So we've got a corridor, right? So yeah, there's a large right? corridor that opens up in front of you. Yeah, it goes right and left. Mm-hmm. You can make out, you, you think you might be able to see it. It's, it's pitch black down here, by the way. So I'm, I'm assuming you're using your flashlight. Yeah, um, Bob already shining has a flashlight. flashlight yeah, shining your flashlight to the right, you can you think you can make out a turn, like where it it's a, a hard angle ahead, but you can't really tell. And then to the left, it, it just continues into darkness. Let's go right. Yeah, let's go right. All right. <clears throat> let's go right. All right, so eventually, uh, I guess about 20 or 30 yards away, you finally hit this uh, hard um, left-hand turn in the corridor, um, and that's the only break-off at this point, you know, so you continue along that corridor at that point, I guess, or are you going to turn around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Keep going. All right, so you keep going. <coughs> eventually, it starts curving gently to the... Um, to the right a little bit and then starts to have a heavy curve to the right and eventually it straightens back out and um, you're able to see only so far ahead of you but it seems to go continue on straight for quite a while at this point. Before we get too far in Murph, uh, would it be possible for us to make a crude map of where, we, where we're going and where we've been? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess you you could somehow maybe mark like left or, right or, or something. something, yeah, or something of that okay. nature. If you want to try that, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we could just like mark paces, like if we have a notepad, you know, That's took fine. this yeah, many I'll, paces uh, and then turned right, and then I'm gonna, we're going to refer to it in yards, just so that I can keep this square because I yeah, have it. No in yards. I like yards because they're basically meters. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, so just you went that way. Yards the reason why I want it, this map. Is, yeah, so, you went 50 yards in, and then it yeah. uh, and through the winding tunnel to lead to the main tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you turn to the right, uh, that gave you um, uh, you've probably gone another 200 yards along that cavern to where you've stopped right now. Yeah. Oh. The reason why I'm, I'm sort of obviously a map is nice to have, but also if we get ourselves into a loop or something, hopefully that map will help us out. Mm-hmm. So as we go around, we're we're marking little arrows of where we've been, sure. like the standard maze following thing, and um, and yeah, hopefully it will mean we don't get lost. Okay, um, so you continue along, uh, you. At this point, uh, you go about another 100 yards, and there is another one of those stranger openings off on your right-hand side. A smaller one, like the one that you originally came in on. Uh-huh. One of the, the strange undulating ones. Let's, um, we try and, oh, yeah, let's go down there, yeah. Every now and again, I mean, you say, you say it's pitch black, but we, we just turn our lights off to check if we can see any... All right. Well, mm-hmm. what if light well, this is the first time you've mentioned that. Uh, whenever you turn the light off this time, 
you notice that um, you can, it's not entirely pitch black. You notice a, a slight green and almost purplish kind of hue that is emanating from some uh, fungi that is growing along the floor and walls of this uh, system here. Hmm. But it's not okay. enough. I mean, you might be able to get used to it, but it's not uh, yeah, yeah. constant That's enough cool. to provide light. I'm not expecting to see anything, but in case we saw, like, Somebody else had a torch or something yeah. around a corner. That's that's what I'm thinking in terms yeah. of. But yeah, sounds good. So we, uh, I guess we'll go down this weird passageway like yeah. the one we were in before. All right, so you go about, um, well, I guess about 50 yards in, and we're going to be real common with this one, aren't we? Tristan, again... Yes this dreadful fear of that you're walking in the bronchial tubes of someone's sleeping giant has struck you. I need you to make a sand roll. No, that time it gets me. 1d6 plus 3. <sighs> Ooh. Oh, no! Six. Two seconds. In my idea roll, because I lost yep. five or more in one go. At least I hope you. Luckily, oh. I don't get. Wow. Whew. All right, so you are. Uh, let me tell you what it's going to be anyway, because you know we're going to have to know that sooner or later. Claustrophobia. So. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, claustrophobia would be the best option there. Um, and that's what. Avails you at this point. Oh, I don't have. I don't get it though. Yeah, but you don't I, get it. Not. I found my idea wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So you continue down this uh, path. Yep. The strange passageway. All right. So it hooks to the left, um, and then eventually hooks back to the right, and. Um, something. Roddy, as you as it hooks back to that right, this next time you end up uh, uh, slipping on some of that little moss that's down there, and you, you uh, yep. fell and bruised your elbows a little bit. Ow! As you continue walking, another probably another hundred yards or so, um, you finally reach. Uh, in a dead end. There's nothing there. Just ends in a stone. You know, the like whatever was here that created the strange undulating tube just kind of quit. Yeah. Hmm. Can we look around to see if there's another like secret opening there? Yeah, but you you don't find anything. Yeah. Well, back to the passageway then. Back to yeah. that market as a dead end. In case yeah. we get confused again. Yeah. Okay, so you get back. It takes you a few more minutes, and you get back to the uh, original spot. Um, Max, you fall down on the way back and actually tear your shirt open. <laughs> Captain Kirk style. 
my shirt open. Yeah, your shirt gets torn. Um, uh, <laughs> you make it back to the uh, to the corridor. You guys standing at the opening of this. You know, you came from the left, and you can go right. Hmm. I say, should we continue the way we were going? Or go yeah, back. continue the way we were going. Yeah, let's okay. keep going further the way we were going. Rather All right, so back, you back. go another oh, 100, 200, 100 yards, and then it makes a sharp uh, left-hand turn, uh, which you continue on for another uh, maybe 50 yards, <laughs> and there's another one of those strange undulating tunnels off to the right. Well, let's check this one. Yeah. All right. Um, you make it through this one. You let's see. <laughs> Give me some spot hidden. Who's what's the marching order here? We should have done this earlier. I'll go first. Uh, in, the, in the in the strange undulating tunnels, you're going to have to go one by one. Yeah. In the larger mm-hmm. main, uh, cavern or the not cavern, uh, the the cut Passages. tunnels. Yeah, passageways. Yeah. You you could walk two or three abreast if you really wanted to, but in these it's yeah. it's kind of single file deal. So I'll go first. Ozzy will go first. All right, then Ozzy, give me a spot in. Mm-hmm. All right, one and two, which is a success by half. Yep. You uh you as you're taking your next step, you realize that there's a a Hit in front of you. Ah! you avoid. Um, it's easy to step over it. It's fairly narrow across, but you have no idea how deep it is. So watch out, gents. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you continue on, you eventually it turns to the right, and then there's a hard, sharp left turn um, here, and then it continues on forward as well. So you could keep going forward this way, and then there's another branch that kind of comes off back to the left. In terms of our map, Murph, is there any sort of pattern that's coming out no. of it? Is there? Are we like no. circling around something, closing no, in? Not, or? No. Right, no, not right now. You, it, it looks completely random at this point, to be honest with you. Sure. So I guess what I'm thinking is, broadly, not that we have it, as you said, but in, in case it does come up and we would realize it, whether there's like uh, concentric circles or whether all the circles seem to be like around a common point of radius, a common center, like all these curved tunnels that might, you know... I mean, the curved tunnels are, are all roughly the same shape and size. And the, yes. the, the undulations are roughly the same distance apart. But yeah. they snake and turn in completely random that you can tell. Yeah. Um, so, the other thing is we will, now we know there are pits. We're going to keep an eye out for pits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Step carefully. Yeah. So instead of continuing straight, why don't we take the sharp left and see where that goes? Yeah. Sure. Yep. No problem. All right. So you uh, you head left for about I don't know twenty five yards or so, and out of nowhere, this this really strong wind kind of catches you and uh, thankfully you have flashlights so it's not going to be as big of an issue 
um, and just kind of blows through you rather quickly. Uh, you continue on and eventually you get to another junction, this time not with a main tunnel, but with a, a, a perpendicular curved tunnel. So you can go right or left. If we go left, we've been doing a spiral in, yeah? Because we made like three or four left turns now. Yeah, but you've had... Some of these have been rather large curves. Some yep. of them have been very sharp. Yeah, I can so, believe it. So, I mean, my, you're not... Even with a spiral, my inclination is to go towards that because it's probably going to turn out to be a dead end. And at least <laughs> that way we, uh, yep. we map that out. All right. So, so why don't left. we go left again? Because we've been continuing to go left on... Yep. The option of another mm -hmm. course. Right, yep. So you get to that, you get to left, it's more of the undulating uh, crazy going on. Um, Ozzy, make me a spot hidden. That's a success by half. Uh, you notice these jet black roses that are sprouting along the border of the tunnel floor here. That's weird. Look at those. I'll uh, point them out to the other I guys. I haven't seen a black rose before. No. Me neither. I wonder how they would be growing down here. They look like they're like thriving down here? No, not very many of them. There's maybe four or five of these almost single-stemmed roses coming up out of the corners of the uh, pathway here, out of this curved cavern. I'm going to... I'm going to cut one off and put it and wrap it in some cloth or something here. So yeah. both of you? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'm not. Um, <laughs> You'll Ozzie be laughing when we get a rice tag after us. Uh, Ozzy, you, you lose three points, and Tristan, you lose one point of health. Whenever you touch them, they're, they're poisonous thorns that have stuck you. Okay. Uh, as you continue going on a little bit, uh, there's a hard, um, you know, a right-hand turn with a cavern. You can tell it goes a little bit further, and then it stops ahead of you, but then there's this, right before it stops, is a, a right-hand turn to your right. Obviously, it's a right-hand turn to your right. Well, and does the end look like it has, well, can we inspect where it stops and see if there's any openings or passages there? Sure. It just seems to stop kind of like the one previous that you found that stopped. It doesn't have a rhyme uh, or reason to it. Uh, I wouldn't have found anything anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll right. take the right-hand turn. Yep. All right, so as you go in there just a few yards, it, it ends in a Y. So that, you know, it goes <sighs> right or left in a Y pattern. Yeah. Take the left. Left, yeah. Take the left. All right, so you continue on for a few more yards, going up and down through this thing. Um, Can I try and first aid myself from the points of damage I took? Sure. Nope. So um, <laughs> as you're walking through, you kind of notice this shapeless thing kind of duck behind the next undulation in this cavern. Just so what was that? What was the description kinda, again? It, it just Pull out the shotgun. 
kind of yeah. like a shapeless like a object or, or shadow or something definitely moved about two uh, or the, the next, you know, into the bottom of the next undulation ahead of you. I uh, pull out the shotgun. Yeah. See, we're, we're only one abreast in here, right? No, none of you heard anything. Yeah. So only Max can see it, and only Max. Um, no, Max. We can't shoot past him. We can't see past him. You, you all could have saw it. I mean, it it was fairly okay. obvious there for just a moment. Okay. Pull out the and shotgun. It's big enough for. I mean, to where you can position yourself to where each of you could see around each other. It's just yeah. not wide enough to sit shoulder to shoulder through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like it's not like it ends right on the side of you or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. It's just, it wouldn't be comfortable to move. To yeah, it just wouldn't be comfortable or, or feasible to do it. It would be ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I would hurry up to the top of the next uh, hill and point my gun down and see if I can see anything. All right. Uh, as you get up there and shine your light down there, you don't see anything at all down there. And then up at the next hill, do I see anything? No, you don't see anything. Hmm. Well, keep going cautiously with now with my shotgun out. Yeah. <clears throat> and Roddy's got his pistol out. Yep. So you keep moving on. Uh, I guess another 50 yards or so, and Roddy, you end up tripping and skinning your knee in your <laughs> fancy little shorts there, or through your uh, gelato, yeah. whatever you have on. Uh, and then eventually you get to another right and left hand turn. Left. Um, we're going to keep going left, unless there's something on the map that would make more sense for us to take the right. I mean, your map is like you're creating back, your map something. as you go, and it's based on steps, so you have no idea. Yeah, I guess all I'm thinking is that if we keep going left, we're probably going to sure. look back on ourselves eventually. We should. But then we're going to keep going left otherwise. Yeah. All right, so uh, you go left. Uh, you... You uh, go about 15 or 20 yards, maybe two undulations in, and then it stops again. There's nothing there. Stops dead? Yeah, it just stops dead. All right. We go back, and then we go right. Okay. As you go right, maybe 10 yards in, you have another branch off to the left, or it continues to go straight. Left. left. <laughs> Alright, All right, so you go left. As you go left, um, you, know, you get about three undulations into this little tunnel, and Ozzy in front of you is a huge chasm that's at least a hundred feet deep. Um, it seems to be about only, uh, let's see, one, two, hang on a second, I lost my spot here. 
Yeah, it's only uh, it seems to be about a hundred foot deep. It's got sheer slippery sides on it, uh, but it only about five foot wide. Hmm. Watch out. Um, I'll look around. Is there any kind of like a plank or board around that we could no. put over the gap? We could probably step that. I mean, yeah, five feet's not that much. The That's tiniest of jumps would cover that. Yeah, just make, make a jump, skip. just so that you don't fumble and fall to your deaths. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. On this like roll, it's a very real I, fucking possibility. I failed, but I didn't fumble. <laughs> so it's not graceful. I passed one way or the other. Didn't yeah, fumble. Good. Yeah, okay. I passed. Yeah, so you I make it a uh, As you get into this, uh, past the little chasm here, um, there's another branching tunnel that kind of bisects this one. So you have you can either go forward, right, or left. Left. Yeah, left. All right, you go about ten yards to the left, and then it just stops again. The dead end. Another dead end. Go back and continue straight ahead. Yep. Okay. So you go back. Um, you get that's about ten, fifteen yards in. And again, you catch a glimpse of some unknown thing ahead of you. Did we get a better look at it this time? No. Yeah. I'm not going to shout. I'm not going to shout, but I'm going to say, who's there? You don't hear anything at all. Okay. Didn't expect to, but... Alright. Well, shotgun leveled. Continue. Alright, just another two undulations away, and you can tell that the uh, this, this rounded tunnel finally comes back into the main tunnel system, you know, where the actual carved uh, hewn rock is, or cut stone... Mm-hmm tunnels are. Um, and you can also tell how, well, you don't have to tell, I mean, not only does it come into a main tunnel, but there's there are people walking down this tunnel. They're all covered in, uh, in the same white robes uh, with the inverted onks that you'd seen at the uh, up in uh, at uh, mm-hmm. Carla, or Corrigan's place, whatever the hell his name was, in London. Oh, so, no. I thought that was in black robes. For some reason, I just pictured black robes, but there you go. I think, unfortunately, um, you're going to be losing me now. Are you done? Uh, yeah, I'm getting paged by my wife. Oh, uh, okay. I tell you what, um, let's just stop it there. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. right. Right before we get into uh, killing mm-hmm. some cultists yeah. for their robes. Yeah, she- or she kills me. Now, uh, yeah, well, oh, by the way, Murph, I, I was listening to the uh, podcast a couple of weeks, a week or so ago, and I heard your, you saying what uh, little shoggoths were. Do you remember what you said about that? No, I don't. The answer was caused by little shoggoths. 
<laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. It gave me a good chuckle. Because <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, take it easy, guys. Hope to see you all next week or Later. two weeks, Murph. All right, man. Yeah, have a nice one. Yeah, take Later, it easy, Bob. guys. Yeah. Bye. See you, Bob. Catch you later. See ya. Yeah, motherfuckers. Look at this shit. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. And you're going to try and tell me you're going to map that shit out? Yeah. We, um... I knew there was a maze, vaguely, but in our last thing of mask, we just dumb lucked it. We were like, oh, left, right, left, like most direct road possible. Right, yeah, no, y'all did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at um, least um, the other one we did, that I know Murph would punish us for, is what we're basically doing now, where you do the old trick of, I'll hold my hand on the side of the maze and I'll follow that along. But, um, yeah. That's pretty much a great idea when the walls look like that. Yeah, no, not when they're they look like something lived in it. All right. Yeah. Um, Tristan, are you gonna hang out for a little bit? I need to talk to you about that other. Yes, thing. yes, we can. That's cool. All right. Cool. No, I'd forgotten about that. We can. Yes. Good. Maxwell. Right. Yep. I'm gonna be piecing out of here. All right, Bob. What? Uh... Yeah, tickets for go on sale for Necro. Yeah, yes, I, emailed, I emailed Niels about a press pass. I had one last time. I'm hoping he'll give me one this time. Ooh, that would be so, sweet. I think... Yeah. Um, I So Edwin from Skype Cthulhu is going to be out there. Oh, cool. Uh, um, and I think Jim's going to come out. Cool. And... Uh, yeah, we were also talking about Necronomic uh I mean Gen Con, but I know uh you guys will definitely be at Necronomicon, so I think uh that'd be cool. Uh meet up. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely not doing Gen Con. No. Nah. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd do Gen Con again. Yeah. yeah. Just Once was enough. Especially after Necronomicon, that that's ruined uh, other gaming conventions for me, so <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree. Necronomicon was really, really good. A really especially for the first time out, I, it was <clears throat> flabbergasted at how awesome it was. So I'm excited. It's gonna be yeah, fun. We'll have a lot of fun, no doubt. Yeah. Well, all right, cool. Well, you guys have a good one. Cool. And then uh, Tristan, am I am I running uh, Cthulhu Dark next weekend for you guys? Yeah, it would suit. I mean, I'm not sure the other guys would be up for it. Okay. Yeah, cool. I don't see why not? Hell, I'm not in part cool. of it. So yeah, we're one right over one. <laughs> Murph gives it his blessing. Give you my blessing. Well, Murph ruined Cthulhu Dark for me forever, I think. Or ingra or or solidified it as like a, an awesome combined gaming experience. Oh, it was me fucking with Chad, man. <laughs> oh, there's um there's quickly you've probably seen this. But have you seen mysteriouspackage.com? Mysterious package? That sounds like it could be a real no good thing or a real but, uh, bad thing. It's uh I I think it's pretty awesome. I, I, I signed up for it. I'm not sure exactly what happens with it. But oh, if you look cool. at um, Dying to Know More, take a closer look at what you might receive. You get, like, letters and all oh, sorts. Oh, crazy. Like, dripped in blood and shit. <laughs> That's yeah. nuts. Hmm. That's interesting. What? 
I suspect oh, it's pretty it's... expensive. It's probably hundreds of dollars, but it looks pretty sweet. Holy shit, look at the size of the box. <laughs> yeah, I think they say every... Because it's, it's more like a mystery, I think, where you get little yeah, drips and drabs, and the final up. thing is a box with something physical in it. Yeah, and this one, it's like a strange stylized Idol of Cthulhu in it. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty gnarly. That's pretty neat. I'm gonna sign up for it too. I can't afford it by any chance, but you know. What is it? How much is it? It doesn't say. I've signed up for it, and I think the other thing oh, is that it's you just to apply be for membership. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah just to see. The way it's fuck. worded is not do it for yourself. It's give someone else a weird gift. So I'm not sure if that tells. No, it says you. it says should be made in your own name. Do not sign up on behalf yes, of another. Yes, but you're signing up for membership to give the gift to somebody else. Because even the step four of this whole process is they tell you who got it for you. So you're meant to freak people out with it. You're meant to sort of say, Weird. I know someone would like this. Here you go. And they like, what is going on? This is amazing. I'm, I'm like living it. That's strange. Hmm. I'll have to fuck with that later. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm cool. on. I just I, I got the uh, parcel of terror from uh, Crypticurium. That's going to be shipping out on oh, the sweet. same day that uh, tickets become available for Necronomicon. So that should be pretty freaking sweet. Cool. Yeah, he actually just released in the email to the people uh, what you're what they're going to get as like a for the next month right. too. But I don't think they're going to tell anyone anything after that. Yeah, the Innsmouth Wall plaque. Yeah. Freddy Krueger, the Creatures in the Black Lagoon sticker. Yeah. Those wall plaques, the limited, wa- the limited edition wall plaques edition uh, set is going to be fucking sick. It looks pretty cool. I just can't sign up for that. It's just too much money. I just can't afford it. But, you know, oh well. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. All, All right, right. guys. Cool. Well, I'll see you guys later. You have fun. All right. Cool. Peace, Thanks, man. So yeah. Right, man. So yeah, I, I I think that will work pretty well. As I sort of said in the email, what I think would work as a podcast format is you pick one particular show to talk about as an example of that type of show, or that like a, you know you have like a cozy murder mystery, or you have a. Um, yeah. Police procedural type thing. Yeah, yeah. And then it becomes we set aside, we decide what we're going to talk about. We set up maybe I don't know three, couple of episodes, two or three episodes, and watch those to refresh ourselves if it's something we haven't seen in a while. Then you can talk over a bit of those episodes, and you've probably picked ones that would be good introductions to pe- for people. And you probably try and keep it non-spoilery, but talk about, oh, you know, I really like this part, or you can see this character starting to develop this thing. And then, yeah, you just... Sort of also, if we it. do stuff like, uh, like uh, well, like Midsummer or, or Morse, mm-hmm. I mean, the number of people who've made it big that started in, in those shows that show up... Yeah. You know, it seems like damn near everybody has been through Morse or, or Midsummer at some point yeah. or another. Yeah, it's a matter of passage. Yeah, and I, the other thing I think is really good just for anything is the um, maybe not so well known recommendations. 
there's a whole lot of stuff where it's until sort of someone tells you about a show, it can be yeah, hard to find them. So right. if you take something like Morse and go, oh yeah, everyone knows Morse, but if you like Morse, you'll also like these more obscure shows that are similar to it. So what do you want, how do we want to do, like, do you want to have it as more of a scripted kind of thing? Um, I'm happy to have it less scripted and then just sort of cut it back. So I, I figure if we if we lay out to start I with... Think we, I, th- I do think we need to stick to a yeah. time frame thing, though, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like 30, 30, 45 minutes tops, you know what I mean? Hmm. Well, I think or, we think about it in terms of segments, right? So you have a segment that is, well, obviously beforehand we just we figure out this is the show we want to talk about. We want to talk about Morse. We want to talk about, I don't know, whatever, Broadchurch. And then having done that, we go, okay, well, we want to spend 10 minutes talking about, you know, the episode we picked, why we liked it, what happened. Um maybe 10 minutes talking about other shows that are like it. And then I'm not too sure what, I mean, obviously those can stretch, but I think those are the two things I definitely want to cover. Well, then the, like the plausibility or, or how hard it, or how easy it is to yeah. guess the That's villain. probably a good one. If you talk about the show, then you talk about the genre that it's in. And then you talk you about notes more specific it? examples. You're Sorry? you're the fantastic note taker. Are you taking said notes? I'll put it. I'll put together an email. Yeah, um, I talked to Scott as well, and he said, you know, he wasn't he wasn't available to come. He wanted to actually talk about this, but um, he was at a convention today. Um, but he would be interested in joining, but he's not heavily influenced in British mysteries like we are. So, yeah, I think yeah, ten minutes to talk about. The show we selected would so be why we like it. Overview of the entire series, or or like that one episode. I think you do a bit of both. You say, okay, well, yeah, Morse. Morse is broadly about this. Um, these are the general structures of the episode. We're going to talk about. I think even this one episode. Like we might watch a couple just to bring ourselves up on it, but then we talk about a specific episode that we think would be a good introduction for people. Why don't so, we have opinions on both sides of that? So, like, you would have an opinion... Jesus Christ, this fell. Uh, you would have an opinion on, on what you would think would be a good intro, you know, or yeah. a good thing to watch, and then I would have my opinion on another show that would be a good one to watch if you like that, you like this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we talk about the show we selected and why we like it. Um, a good jumping on episode. So I think that's part of the problem with a lot of these shows is given that they've been running for many seasons yeah. and some of the older stuff is... I mean, it, it holds up, but it doesn't hold up as well. Yeah, so I think Morse one of those rarities where it actually, because it's Oxford and Oxford hasn't changed, that it, it actually holds up fairly well. But yeah. Some of the other ones, like CAD file, kind of is dated and it, it's still good, but it's, it's still... Mm-hmm. Can tell it's a show from the you know early yeah, yeah. 80s, early 90s. I think we need we want to talk about the episodes we selected. That's our only little bit of pre-show research that we do. Is that we when we pick the show topic, we say we're going to talk about Morse. We over email just decide okay, these are the main episodes that we're going to recommend, and then we can go and watch those in slow time. Well, see, so that we have a good. 
The only problem with that is that if we wanted to go back, we'd have to, like, by doing it that way, we would have to say, okay, well, here's the good episodes in Morse, and they might just watch those episodes. But if we, if we just like randomly picked some, you know what I mean? Maybe mm -hmm. that would be, because yeah. then we could come back to Morse later. You know what I'm saying? Because what we're setting up like that is like once we hit Morse once, we're done with it. And yeah, I guess no what I'm thinking back. is, you're right. It's um, it's maybe not like the best episode. It's it's here. I'd look at it as you're trying to introduce people to shows they haven't necessarily watched. So it might not be the pilot show or whatever. It might be, here is a representative, solid Morse story that doesn't require any significant knowledge of the characters or how they interact. It's just watchable, right? If you were to recommend someone who hadn't seen it before an episode, this is the episode I would recommend to them. And then once you've done that, for an it, so that's sort of the introduction to it. And then hopefully once you've got people along on the podcast for a while, you can then go back and say, okay, we talked about an early episode of Morse. Let's talk about a later episode of Morse and how yeah, the relationship has actually <laughs> You know, if it's actually sustainable, then we could go back and hit other ones later on. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, but I think much, uh... you want to make it simple to start with. You don't want to jump in basically at the end of a show and you have to explain, oh, the thing you need to know about this character is he has this backstory and that becomes too complex for people. What about um, what about the people who... Well, what about... Um, hmm. Okay, so we have... Let's do segments then. So we've got a, a show overview... Right, a mm -hmm. generic like for the whole, for, like we do it as a podcast, right? We've got ten minutes where we talk about our uh, our show that we picked, right? That we're going to go over. So let's let's use Morse as an example. So we're going to talk about Inspector Morse for ten minutes, generically. Then we'll talk about the individual episode that we selected to to yeah. recommend for Inspector Morse as a good stepping point, you know, to come into it to see if you like it, right? And then that would be another, what, 10, 15 minutes? 10 minutes, maybe longer, 10 minutes. but 10, probably 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay, 10 minutes. And then we have, so we still have, I mean, 30 minutes left or 25 minutes left or 20 minutes left mm -hmm. of show there. So we still need some other stuff to fill the yeah. gaps. One, of, one so, of them could be news if we can do it. Mm -hmm. the, the only I think you take that, 10 minutes and you say, okay, if you liked Morse, here are three other yeah, here's shows some like recommendations. Morse. Okay, so that's, that's only gonna, we've got. Yeah, so a 10-minute recommendation is pretty easy because it might be you want to recommend one thing in a lot of detail or you might just want to sort of throw three things at the wall and see what sticks in people. And then how about a gimmicky thing? You know, like, a, I don't know, something, something you would do with every episode. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, fuck, I don't know... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Six like, degrees some sort of John Thaw, you know what I'm saying? Something, something <laughs> retarded. <laughs> I like, I like that. I was thinking like a, um, you have some sort of contest, but it doesn't quite work. Like, here are no, a series of facts. Who was the killer? Yeah. Yeah, but see, the thing with that is that you have to have something to give away, and you can't have yeah. anything to give away until you have X number of episodes uh, people start watching. But you can, you can pick the next topic or something like that. No, that's true. Of course, the way that that's the other problem, though. If you do topics, then I say the topics. Way that we, it's more, yeah. I mean, the, but if they're gonna pick it, then it's not. 
when I say topics, I mean more like a show or a genre. So then I imagine we might sit down and say, okay, yeah, cozy mystery or, um, yeah, modern police um, procedural or something along these lines. And then you go, okay, well, what's my favorite, mo like, modern police procedural? What's my favorite, like, what's my favorite Agatha Christie adaption or whatever you want to pick? And then that genre boils down to a specific example that you can pitch to people rather than going, hey, you should watch more police procedurals. You can say, hey, you should watch Broadchurch or whatever. The Fall or some shit like that. Yeah. All right. So, um... I've got, yeah, 10 minutes of the overview of the show. What is it? Probably a bit of broad uh, discussion and maybe some genre discussion. Right. And then uh, 10 minutes, we talk about the show we selected, why we like it, um, talk over a good jumping on episode. So 10 minutes for recommendations, uh, so 5 to 10 minutes for closing, and then I'm just going to put some of the other ideas there, maybe some news. Yeah, I think news. news the only problem with news is that initially I'd like to record like four or five episodes up front. Um, yeah, because you can release those on a regular basis, and the hardest thing when you start a new one is trying to get everybody together. And if we can just yeah. do those already and get into the groove, then we'll have it set. You know what I mean? So maybe after mm -hmm. episode five, or we could splice it in before we release it, like record That's a good point, it, yeah. splice it in. That's what we do with our show now: is record mm -hmm. the news. Like we'll record tomorrow morning, and then the news from that recording will be released that yeah. day, you know what I mean? But the episode won't be released until the next week after. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking, so broadly some ideas, uh, as you said, so the closing might be news, it might be stuff that's recently premiered, might be talking about the next topic, it might be any reader mail. Yeah, I like the... Um, uh, I like that. I like yeah. talking about stuff that might be coming out, you know, that'd be, that'd be cool. Speaking of which, Fortitude, have you seen it yet? Oh, you need to you need to at least check it out. It's it's a kind of a dark. Uh, I can't really You're catching up on. Um, it's an atypical yeah. police procedural, I guess is what you would call it. It's set in yeah, I've been catching up on all the uh, my horror stuff. So I went back and watched like Crooked House, and a couple of the new Ghost Stories for Christmas. Um. So okay, so let's let's okay. So we've got, I mean, a half hour is all we need. I mean, we don't even need that much, really, if we really want to get. Yeah, into it. I mean, I figure we'll probably talk around it, and then you sort of do. I mean, I'm not sure how you, you've shot stuff. I've done a couple of podcasts um, where it's just been you talk for a while, and then it just sort of becomes formalized as you cut stuff out, or it can yeah. be you talk around something and then do a fancy cut of that the summary of that discussion. Here's the here's the deal though. I really want to mm -hmm. cut down on edit time, okay? Yeah. So doing what you say is fine and it works, and that's what we do, mm -hmm. but it's a bitch to edit. And, yeah. I mean, it, it can take hours upon hours a week to edit it. So I'm trying to think of a way that we can do it and have it as concise as possible the first time out so that you don't have yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like, if we can banner about and that's fine and we can cut chunks out that's even fine you know yeah. like, so like okay well, let's talk about this and then we talk for 10 minutes about that and if that helps us to have notes ahead of time for that one particular thing then that would be fine yeah. 
And I think um, that's reasonable. If if we did worst case have a ten minute discussion, and say okay, well we've broadly come to an agreement here. Let's sort of just summarise those as a series of talking points, and then as you say, you can just cut out that first yeah. ten minutes and leave the good Section. ten minutes. But if we can edit it in the can live, that's that'll that'll come with getting some experience with the show as well. Yeah, I mean that'll come with once we get used to the format. It's easier and easier to do yeah. that. Um, also, as as you gauge the audience, oddly enough. Um, hmm. So, it, it some things they'll like and don't like. So you can pull some of that stuff out as you go along. Um, what about? Uh, I mean, the easiest way for release format is, excuse me, is to put it up on archive.org. Mm -hmm. As a free host, you know that's what we do with our show. It's fucking easy as hell. Um, yeah. Website name name's a good one. Um, I'll have to think about the name. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really have. It'd be neat if it was a name that's kind of like buried in some esoteric bit of Morse or Midsummerian lore yeah. or some shit, you know what I mean? But Well, I was not... thinking the other way. I was thinking like just a mystery trope, like the butler did it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny too, though. A dead limey in the Thames. Um, <laughs> Red know. herring would be a good one. Red herring would be a good one, wouldn't it? Especially for Agatha Christie. Um, I like Red Herring, actually, now that you say it all out. The Red Herring podcast. Already a Red Herring podcast. Is there? Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. That sucks. Um, hmm. I'll put my mind to that, then. Yeah, we'll think on that one, I guess. Um... <laughs> and then what what about time frames to record it? Um, I'm pretty flexible really if it's hey to you mean Scott there's probably more options there because we can go roughly this actually right now-ish I'm not sure what time it is for you but it's going to be like it's almost 6pm here so it's not late 6 at all 6pm and I think it would be reasonable for Scott as well. Let's see. I think it's like 2 p.m. or something. In worst case scenario, without Scott, I mean, this would work fine for me. This this time. Yeah, this would work. I mean, what about during the, the reason week? why we have to start a bit earlier is because of Magnus. Because if uh, it's going to be like midnight plus his time, it's about noon in the UK now. It's 10 a.m. here and 6 p.m. there. So that's that's quite comfortable, really. Is it noon? No, it's it's almost midnight. Sorry, no, you're right. It's, it's nearly midnight, so yeah, you're yeah. right. But if we could go an hour earlier or two hours earlier, and that will still be plenty fine. Like two then, hours earlier would be 4 p.m. your time, 8 a.m. my time, and like 9:30 his time. What day? What day of the week, though? Um, I am pretty. I need to get up reasonably early, so it would need to be a Saturday or a Sunday if if it's this time that it is. So it would be a Saturday or Sunday on my time, which would make it a Friday, Saturday your time, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, during the week, I'm pretty much open any time in the evenings, yeah. except for Thursdays for right now. Yeah, um, and it depends on how we figure out the time. I'm happy to do it a weeknight, um, and I have a few things on various nights of the week that I can't do certain nights. The problem is just that if it needs to be a morning thing for me, I probably can't do it on a morning where I'm also working. Yeah, yeah, because it's such a time difference. That's the problem. Yeah. But like yeah, if, so even if, like, I mean, say it's half an hour, it's going to take us an hour. Yeah, if I did, show, if yeah. I got up at, at 6 a.m., it's still 10.30 your time. You know what I mean? Mm. So if we started yeah. at 6 a.m. during the week, for me, it's 10.30 for you. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, I'm, I think we can probably work around that. My yeah, let's I let's mean, use the asshole time piece, shall we? Because that's, that's what I'm that's what I'm using right now. <laughs> yeah. So what time would 10 p.m. my time be for you? Uh, it's like six o'clock, six or uh, five thirty or so. And what time is that for Scott? So that'd be uh five thirty a.m. for me, and it'd be roughly eleven thirty a.m. for uh Scott. I don't want to get up at 5.30 in the morning on a weekday. No. And I can't really go too much past, like, 11 on a work day. So what about right now? That would be the time. Yeah, right right now, even a little bit earlier, because it might be a bit late for Scott, because yeah. it's nearly midnight his place. Right. So if we said, like, 8 a.m. my time, that's going to work out as, um, yeah, 3.30 your time and about 9.30 um, Scott's time. PM. No, what, what about the, our games? You know, I mean, that's the thing. The mass game overlap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we could do it the other day. Sunday? So I can... I, I recorded the be, mm. That would be Monday for you, though, see? No, see, I'm thinking the other way. I was going to go back a day. So it would be oh, Saturday okay. morning for me, Friday afternoon for you, Friday evening for Scott, I'm pretty sure. What time Saturday morning? For me, it would be 8 on Saturday morning. Let's see, that would be... That would be 3.30. On Friday. Afternoon. Yeah, Friday. Could you do 9.30 a.m. for you? Oh, yeah, late is fine for me. Late is no worries. That pushes it quite, but, I say quite late for Scott. Yeah, but Scott is more of a night owl, I believe. Okay, well, I mean, that's, so he if that's not a problem, until, that's fine. He doesn't wake up until Absolutely. 11 a.m., so. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't even know. And that's the thing is, I mean, he was interested in the idea of it, whether he wants to be on it or whatnot. It's still kind of yeah. over grabs. Well, that's true. I think it does. Podcasts generally work better with at least three people. And you know, I on Good Friends of Jackson Elias, he's obviously got a good That's why I thought about core of horror. And I thought he would yeah. have a good core of um, mystery as a result of that. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, broadly, though, you're right. It doesn't have to be Scott. But I think it, podcasts generally work better with three people because that way you can have some level of discussion and you also have somebody to not break center. ties. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, you're going to have two viewpoints and then a person down the middle is usually the way yeah. it works out. Um if if Scott cannot do it, do you know of anyone else with a, a heavy bend towards the British mysteries strain? Um, not really. I've got a friend who moved to 
Perth. He probably wouldn't be bad for it. But I'm not sure. He's probably not the best person for podcasts. He tends to have fairly aggressive viewpoints. They yeah, don't lend themselves to good radio. Um, well, we'll think on that, too. We'll find out. How about about um, Oscar? Rios? Yeah. Mm, no. Otherwise, we could just post up, so like on Yogg-Sothoth or something, and say, spin off, who's interested? Yeah, or just, I mean, well, it's kind of a, I mean, this is another niche in a niche kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is, but I mean, I would think there's a fair overlap between people who like Cthulhu and Horror. I would be, but, oh, Nigel's yeah. another option, I guess, we didn't even ask him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he is... I like the idea of having an Englishman talking about British mysteries. <laughs> it's, you know, it's better with an You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Here is why their system is wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, that's another option. He seems to watch a lot of shows, but not typically the... I mean, I watch almost primarily British mysteries nowadays. Well, that's probably not a bad thing either. But if you have... Sort of someone who's maybe less extreme as well. Yeah. So you have like I don't want to say casual viewer, but you have someone who says, "Oh, you know, I, I'm not a necessarily a massive fan of the genre, but I enjoy them." Talk about it, and and he still got, you know, he he might have spent the last 15 years just randomly catching Midsummer as it came on fucking ITV or yeah. some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> cool. Well, I'm gonna. Flip this off because I'm going to run off shortly. So, yeah, I've got the format and the name question. Yeah. And um, I'll flip this to you and Scott, and we can figure out longer term whether or not Scott's. I guess if we do some test shows, we can feel Scott yeah, we out. Need to do it. And we That's... can also let Nigel know as well, probably sooner rather than later, so he doesn't feel like he's a second choice. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah. I'll, I'll leave that for you to do if you want to let Nigel know. And. Um, we can just sort of follow this up on email and figure out maybe a good time. I guess next weekend's out for you, so maybe the weekend after. Yeah, or during the week if you can. I don't know. Yeah, well, we can we can figure that out on email. We during the week it should be doable. It would depend. It just depends on what time of day I'm looking yeah. at. Like as I, as I say, I, there are a couple of weeknights I can't do, but generally I'm pretty happy doing it weeknights. That's not a problem. And it would depend. Like the other thing is, I've got I've got flex flexible working at work, so I can always like fit start early and finish late if if it, if that was an easier way to do it. So we can we can play that by ear and see what works for everyone. But if Scott's a bit of a night owl, that makes it much less of a problem. Yeah, the, the only problem is by the time you get out of work, I'm I'm you know it's well actually you get how, what time do you usually get home at the? I end was of thinking the day? of doing it so. So what was the question, sir? What time do you usually get home at the end of the day during the week? I'm usually home by like 5.36. That's 11.30 for me. That's actually not too terribly late. I mean, so that is that's, an option. Uh, no, that's not. That's like, um, that's like midnight for you. That's 2 a.m. Yeah. or something. Yeah, no, it's... it's. Oh, I'm looking at the fucking wrong slider. I'm an idiot. Yeah, it's 1.30 is what it is. Never mind, that is too yeah. late. But if I go forward a little bit... Um... Yeah, so I could do it around, like, 11 p.m. my time. Or my, my other suggestion would be, if Scott 
doesn't mind going late, right, then I can do it at like 7.30 my time. That would be... Well, 7.30ish my time on a morning would work all right as long as we can be done within like an hour, then I can run off to work and that's not really a problem. Yeah. That might be doable. Well, we'll, we'll work all that out. Yeah, that's no way. So I'm going to click send on this email. Yeah, go ahead. And, all right, um, well, I just wanted cool. to mainly gauge. Yeah, no, sounds, sounds good, to, yeah I mean, I, I thought it would be pretty interesting. I, I found another British TV podcast, but they're, I mean, the, they're called the British TV podcast. <laughs> and uh, they, they nice. hit all kinds of stuff and, I don't, I'm not entirely certain how good it is. I haven't actually listened to it. Yeah. Well, um, no worries. Anyway, uh, i got to yeah. run, but I'll catch you probably in a fortnight's time and have a good time next week. All right, man. Cool. Right, see you. See you. Bye, bud.